Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Um, it is Thursday, right? The days start to... Friday Junior. The, Friday, Friday Junior, Junior, as we, we like a, to call it. My hair looks Junior. crazy. This is what happens when you can't see your shot before the show. So <laughs> I'm Ashley Nicole Moss, in case you didn't know that. We have a really cool show to end the week for y'all today. Um, I got the regular gang with me. Obviously, I got Corey in the cut, a.k.a. Corey Whatnot. That's his, that's his other <laughs> Corey <team>. Whatnot. <laughs> Corey, what not? Let's see how we, many what nots I give you out of there. I'm hoping for a goose egg. Let's see. We're gonna see. We're gonna we're gonna ha- we should have a what not counter in the lower oh, third. JP's already on it. Actually. Oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> JP's ahead of the game. Shout out to JP and this whole social team holding it down for us. We got Wu in the West, BC in the back, the mysterious Mander Legend. I think that's the name we've settled on. And I'm excited because we got we got, we got my big bro in the house. Stack. Yes, I'm not gonna sir. call him Steven Jackson because that's what a Fed does, and I am not a Fed. <laughs> exactly. Don't do that. Don't do that. Exactly. Long time no see, Stack. You've yes, been busy sir. traveling the world. I saw you were um, in Europe, weren't you, recently? Yeah, we went to Croatia and uh, Lusin. Uh, we went out there to headline a uh, sports festival. And uh, it was a great time. We had a good time. And we actually shot a live show out there. Does All the Smoke have a lot of fans in Croatia? What's that fan base like? Right, what's that experience like? Yeah, I mean, more than I thought. I mean, the the support was unbelievable to to know that so many people watch our show and support it around the world. And I stopped in Amsterdam on the way back, as you know. I'm sure. The things I I like to do. And uh, I was was walking to one of my little spots, and uh, a guy ran across the street sweating, talking about, man, I just wanted to tell you I love the show. So... You know, I'm uh, I'm what? I'm just I'm, it's, I'm just obsessed and uh, honored with the way our fans are showing us love. How cool is that? That's like you do dope. a show, you do a sports show, and you think it's only relevant to like the U.S. Mm-hmm. And then you go overseas, and you're in Europe, and there's a lot of culture, and you know, in Europe, there's yeah. so many other things for them to do than to watch podcasts. But you have fans out there. That's got to be dope. Yeah, that is. Yeah, super it's, it, it, it's a great feeling. Tell me, it's a great feeling. That's awesome. That was Boris. like the that was like how I felt whenever I get recognized at like the gas station or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are in Croatia, different. Yeah, I know Croatia gas so. station. One day, one day, yeah, one, day. one day. We have a lot to get into. The new CBA um, came out, and mm-hmm. there's some things in there that are interesting to say the least. And that's me being nice. Obviously, mm-hmm. there are a lot of trade rumors. Um, there's some football news going on, and mm-hmm. also we got news of the day or 
little tidbits of information that we like to kind of gather and yeah. discuss quickly before we get into the meat of the show. So, Corey, what's first on news of the day? And also, people, stay tuned because, you know, we got our NBA contributor, Stack on, but he's also our boxing guy. We're going to talk Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford. We're also going to talk Charlo and Canelo, too. So, hey, Stack, we're we glad to have you on because I can't wait to have that conversation. But, yeah, we got this news of the day thing that we're going to start off with. And what we're going to start off with is, is uh, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. He's a guy, he says he values winning over money. This was a statement from him. He said, my managers and agents love to tell me how underpaid I am. Anytime I talk about wanting more money, they're just like, why don't you go to the Chiefs and ask them? When I saw Tyreek Hill go and get $30 million a year in the back of my head, I was like, man, that's two to three times what I'm making right now. The free market looks fun until you go somewhere and you don't win. I love winning. I love the situation I'm in. Now, Stack, you know, as a former player, right, this is really the question I wanted to ask. Looking back on your career, would you have took... Taken. Taken. <laughs> Appreciate you. Would you have taken 30 extra million or three extra rings? Uh, for me, I think it's a process, right? If you're lucky to win one or two championships at the beginning of your career, like your first three or four years, where you're just in the right situation on a great team, I think after that, it's imperative that you go get your money because yeah. you don't know how long you're going to play. But if you're in a situation where you come in the league as, a, as one of those top names, one of those big names, and you're making decent money from the rip, and your money is really nice and you haven't been winning, but you are one of the best players, mm -hmm. then I think it's cool that, that you stay where you're at if you're making comfortable money until you, until you get a championship. And if you're in a place like, like Travis Kelsey where you're winning multiple championships and you're making good money yeah. and you're in a great situation, it makes no sense to chase a bigger bag and go somewhere else. You're in a great situation. So I understand it both ways. Yeah. No, I get it too. Yeah, actually, what I you also think, think it's easier for him to say that because he is on the Kansas City he Chiefs. Too. He plays with Patrick Mahomes and he right. has multiple Super Bowls. So right. I wonder if his mindset would be the same if he weren't winning. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's easier to say that on the other side of that argument than it is when you are chasing that ring and all you can chase at the moment is the money. Mm -hmm. um, and also, Travis Kelsey, you know, the girls love Travis Kelsey and mm -hmm. he's, you know, attractive and marketable. So he does things like SNL. He was recently in he Vanity was, yeah. Fair. So, mm -hmm. like, his money is also going to come from elsewhere post his career. He has a podcast with his brother that does really well. I want to say um, the match is coming up this weekend. The too. match he plays. No, the match is today. Oh, it's today. They, it's today. They'll wow. play today yeah. against uh, Steph and Clay. Play, yeah. So, like, he's also in a different position where, okay, if he doesn't get the money in football, he'll be able to get it from other aspects. Not everybody is marketable. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is marketable. Um, you know, in the way that he is from a fashion standpoint, from a commercial standpoint, from an SNL standpoint. So for him, like I said, it's a little bit easier for him to say that, mm -hmm. oh, I, I don't chase the money. I don't worry about that because he doesn't have to actually worry about it, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. No, no, no shade. No. But it's easier mm -hmm. to say that when you're in a different perspective, well, in a different situation. Well, in Travis Kelsey's situation, I want to say he's in a, in a great situation because you cannot argue that he's not the best tight end in the NFL. So I yeah. think him and his team can also place him at the number one you know, spot for, for, for you know, paid tight ends and whatnot. I think he's deserving of it. You, but you he doesn't that? need it is he what I'm saying. So when it. he yeah. says that he doesn't chase the money and he tells his agent and his manager that, Okay, but if you weren't on a winning team, if you mm -hmm. didn't already have a Super Bowl or multiple Super Bowls, would you have the same energy? I'd be willing to bet he would not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be willing to bet he would. If you weren't in Vanity Fair, right. 
Would you have the same energy? I'd be right. willing to bet he would not. No. And yeah, there's nothing it's wrong with that. It's very few Damian Lillards out there. Right. <laughs> right. That is true. Yep, yep. No, but um, I mean, we'll see what Travis Kelsey, you know, how that situation turns out. But moving on, Bronny James, he sent a message to all of the doubters on his IG story. Uh, it was yesterday. And, you know, he recently um, signed his letter of intent to USC. He's already there now. And he's looking to prove everybody wrong. I just want to talk about Bronny James right now and this opportunity that he has. One, Stack, do you think he he goes one and done at SC? And like, you know, what type of what type of impact do you think he makes right away? I, I want to know who is he trying. Who does he have to prove wrong? Yeah, that was my question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like nobody, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen nobody just really hating on him or proving him wrong. He's going right. to USC. Uh, it's LeBron James Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody's expecting it has high expectations for him. I don't right. think people are saying that, you know, well, I mean, nobody's measuring up to be his dad, but mm-hmm. they're measuring him up to be, you know, his son, you know, mm-hmm. a kid that's, that, that's going to be an, another NBA player. He's going to be, he's going to be solid. He's going to be a contributor, but he's not going to be the best player ever. I mean, that's, that's, that, that shoe, that's, that's shoes. And that's something you don't want to put on your son. Right. You want him to be his own person, even though he has your name. I think, I think the kid's gonna be great. He's gonna go to USC. He's gonna be a star. He's gonna go there, play well. He's gonna get drafted. He's gonna be gonna be one and done. He's gonna get drafted. He's gonna have a long NBA career. But I don't think he's gonna be his dad. And if they're expecting that, then I think that's the, that's unfair to him. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, and also like I'm I'm somebody who is I think Bronny is dope. But I think the one you gotta work, look out for is Bryce. Bryce is gonna be a problem. He like. Is. Mm-hmm. Bryce is going to be a problem. He's bigger than Bronny already. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch him play and there's clips out there, if you're not like in, you know, the high school circuit and things like that, Bronny, Bronny is going to be, I mean, Bryce is going to be a serious problem. Bronny's going to be a problem, but yeah. Bryce is going to be a problem. Yeah, um, big problem. But yeah. yeah, I'm confused too. I didn't, I didn't think anybody, I think the only doubt that people had, like Stack said, is can he be LeBron, but he's not LeBron, right. you know, he's Bronny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody doubted his potential. I think there are some people who were doubting whether or not he was going to go into college. That's already come and gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not quite sure. But I guess everybody has doubters. Everyone else has haters. I guess that's who he's addressing. You know, like Kevin Durant says, the the hate drives me. Too much love can kill you. So maybe that's that's his mindset. <laughs> yeah, I don't maybe, know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Maybe he's pulling. Maybe that's his mindset. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's, he's, he's just, on his KD bag. Exactly. He got to pull from different areas for, for motivation. And it, right. Maybe like it's Michael just Jordan. IG haters. Was that? Michael Jordan. This is a perfect example, like how he would just pull from anything mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just make it. Oh, Michael Jordan took everything personal. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, everything personal. It was probably like a comment that Brownie saw on the bottom of a random, you know, basketball page post. And he was just like, no, nah, you know what? I'm taking that. He, you know, he's his, he's right his daddy's son. Yeah. LeBron's in France. Yeah. Fashion week, all the races that are going out there. And he literally he does he posted, an Instagram right? yeah. post about Michael Malone dissing him at the Denver Nuggets Championship Parade. It's right. like, dude, you're in France. Like, why are you even tapped into that? Right, right, exactly. Like, when, 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 when you son. got that life, when you got that lifestyle, you got to find stuff to motivate you. Like, right. when you come from where we from, you motivated just to continue to be great, and not ever go back. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's the motivation his dad had. You know, his dad wanted to get out, save his mama, and not go back and build a better life for him and his kids and his family. And LeBron did that. So his son got to find his, where, what's his motivation? He's trying to find it. And I think that's where he at. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not mad at it. No, neither, neither. All right, moving on, guys. Some more, like some culture talk. So if you are familiar or been following up what's going on in Hollywood, you know that writers have been on strike recently. And what Hollywood has done is actually moved to uh, uh, South Korean writers. And one South Korean writer we're all familiar with is Hwang Dong Hayuk. Hopefully I pronounced don't his name Don't ask me. Correctly. I don't know how to say it, and I'm not going to correct uh, you. So. But, yo, that is the writer and director of Squid Game. Stack, mm -hmm. I don't know if you watch Squid Games, but that was a crazy Netflix series. And what it did is it increased Netflix value by $900 million. So this guy, Hwang Dong Hayuk, though, is infamous for signing a contract that forfeited all intellectual property rights, and he ended up receiving no residuals. Zero residuals. Ashley, can you imagine being responsible no. for bumping somebody's network up well, I would million have, and not I getting have no money from idea. it? What? You know how many lawyers I look I have look at contracts that like I sign? It's a oh, first lawyer. It's like it's like tears in Sega. Right. Like it's like <laughs> one lawyer, oh it looks good. All right. We'll hold on to that. Another lawyer, you gotta pass like three levels of litigation to yeah, get from me to sign lines. a deal. Like, right, right. right that's like, crazy that he even signed a deal like that because Squid Games did, was. Did he have a big upfront payment? Do you know? I, from what I know, it was nothing, man. There's no uh, way this man got absolutely zero money from. You know how I'm pretty quickly sure I would sue something. him? Something. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, something. Straight. Maybe something. I just wish all of these reports and articles included maybe I would what own, he had made, I would literally own that. I didn't Look, watch There's that a live shit, shot of him right sure there. You didn't watch Squid Games? Well, you didn't watch it, Stack? No. Oh, Hell no. Squid Games was wild, <laughs> Stack. Stack, I ain't going to lie. You might have to watch Squid Games. The first episode nah, had me I'm like. I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> I said, I'm not watching it. Nah, Squid Games is nuts. It's enough stuff going on in the real world. I don't need to be worried about Squid Games happening in real I did hate the ending, though. You hated it? I hated the ending. I mean, I think it's just, it I, was no, in line with, with how the, the whole series the ending, made you feel. Part of Correct. the ending allowed, allowed for Squid Games 2. Exactly. That part, I'm talking about mm -hmm. the first part mm -hmm. with Buddy. I was like, come on, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah. This is, but you know what? This is why you don't help people in competition. That was that, that just proved my point. But I'm yeah. not going to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. Oh my but God. that literally proved my whole philosophy when it, came, when it comes to competition. I can already tell what happened. <laughs> a shady, <laughs> mother, a shady uh, some, some shady motherfucker. Some shady went down I for sure. I knew it. I, knew it. I don't even shady. need to watch it now. I already know what's up. I, I probably what know him. He probably grew up with me. Do you, do you think you could have won Squid Games? Nah, that you would have lost. Bro. You that was lost. intense. I tell you what. You definitely would have lost. That's, that's a bad question for you. No, what you mean? I definitely would have lost. You would have definitely no, lost. No, I'm a competitor. I'm a competitor. That's, but, that, and, but that's a compliment. That's a compliment saying you would have lost. You, you too good of a dude to win. You got to be a shady motherfucker to win. I would have won that. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, I would have. Honestly, I'd have been smart enough to know that that. Well, I mean, I guess nobody really knew what they was getting themselves into with this. You know, with this. Squid Games was the whole premise was, yeah, the games, whatever, but you also had to have the psyche to be a killer to save yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So you couldn't let your conscience and your 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 morals overtake your survival instinct. No, can, I like, oh, okay, can, yeah. I survival can I can I compartmentalize? Yeah, everybody everybody dying. Yeah, can I compartmentalize and cut throats if it means save myself? Absolutely. It's yeah, it got Corey, I would slit your easy, throat right it's now. Easy to say, it's easy to say right here, like, yeah, I'll allegedly do it, but like, yeah, that's grimy. I no, I Corey, if it's you or me, I would episode. shank you. Like you it would be over. Hey, Ashley, how would you do on sixty days in? I'm on the same type of time if I'm murdering all y'all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm on the same type of time after seeing how that first episode ended, I'm like, oh all right. 
I know what type I'm of time. I'm spinning on all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally slit your throat in your sleep if I have to. It's Yo, over for you, baby. I tell you what. I tell you what. I really, I, I really hope. I really hope Squid Games two live up to the, you know, to to the standard that the first one set because that first season was ridiculous. Yeah, the first season. Was I'm crazy. telling you, stack on, on a on a day where you bored, don't got nothing to do. I know you're a busy man and whatnot, but you might have to cut on that Squid Game because it was it was it was different. Y'all make me want to watch it now. Nah, yeah. just yeah. watch the first yeah. episode. And I mean, obviously, it's in sub. You have to read the subtitles because mm -hmm. um it's not obviously it's not in english but the they're all based on like childhood games but mm -hmm. they have like deadly consequences yeah but if you watch mm. the first episode i promise you people going out you'll sad. be hooked you'll be like oh no i gotta finish this Stop. i watched right. it in like a day i'm not you, you know how you know how people, and my mental was all jacked up afterwards yeah, <laughs> i was you know like people was tell stories idea. of experiences that they've had and they say oh yeah like my jaw dropped like yeah, yeah. my jaw dropped. like no nah, this is the first time i ever watched a show where i caught myself like this like Nah, real talk. Like, I caught myself <laughs> like this, and I had to, like, you know what I'm saying? I had to break myself together. I'm like, yo, this show is I really was cool. Red light, green light had me messed up. I yo. was like, hey, yo. Well, that really oh, got wow. me. What if you sneeze? Like, that really I mean, got yeah, this, disclaimer, light, light. disclaimer right here. Right now, if you ain't watch Squid Games, yo, that Tug of War episode. Oh, Tug of War was nuts. I took a word. The anxiety. Oh, Don't the worry. Move on. Bridge. Move on. Because some people haven't seen it, but the anxiety the levels was like, full anxiety was peaked. It Yo, was intense. What? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna move on, man. Hey, like I said, Stack, I've been waiting to talk to you about boxing. The time is now. We're actually a, literally a month away from Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. And and listen, uh, Stack, I know you a Texas guy and whatnot, so I'm actually not even sure what side you be on, you're on right now. Can imagine mm -hmm. he might be leaning towards you know Earl Spence being that he's from Texas, but but what's what do you think? How does how does this turn out? What do you, what are you thinking right now going into this fight? Well, well, first, um, you know I'm I got a I got a great opinion about this fight, and when I'm talking about great fights like this, it's not for me to be biased, right? Mm -hmm. um, Earl Spence is definitely from Texas. He's he's definitely the guy that I'm rooting for, but if I'm talking about this fight, and if anybody asks me, should they? go for Bud, I would not tell him no, because that's how even this fight is. Mm. Bud Crawford is a guy that uh, is special, is, is just a perfect boxer. He can do everything, he, he can adjust to anything at any time, yep. and he has power in both hands. And I think he's gonna hit Arrow with punches that Arrow hasn't been hit with before. Mm -hmm. But on the side, Arrow's the bigger fighter. Arrow's mm. the, he's, been, he's been in bigger fights, and mm -hmm. I think he's the more confident fighter. And I think he's gonna hit uh, Bud with power that he's never felt before and break Bud down. Um, if you know his last couple of fighters that Arrow's, Arrow's fought, horrible sockets, nose, ribs, he like he breaks guys down about a sixth, seventh, eighth round. And and uh, Bud has never felt that type of power. But if I can't say that Arrow's going to win, I want him to win, but I think this is a 50-50 fight. 50-50? Okay, okay. Because if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I'm beginning to lean towards Terrence Crawford's stack. And why I say that is because I got so much respect for Earl Spence. He's a dog, right? He's a dog. He he likes to fight inside. He's gonna hit. Mm -hmm. He's gonna go to the body and whatnot. But my worry is that yeah, Terrence Crawford, that dude got some power behind his punches, yes. and he's a great counter puncher. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that Earl Spence, because I think Terrence Terrence is gonna let him feel his power early on in the fight. I don't think he's gonna like overcommit on anything. But I just hope that Earl Spence will have multiple game plans going into this fight. That's just my opinion because. Mm -hmm. I know. I, listen, I was watching my film, and when I and I was, I, I told him this earlier in the week. When I watch fights, I don't watch the highlights. I watch full fights because I want to watch like a fight, a fighter on over the course of the fight. And Earl Spence, he's somebody. Like I said, he's he's somebody. He, he's gonna stay in there. And and when the fight I was watching last night was against Ugas, and I and I think you were there, weren't you there? 
Yep. Because it, it was a Showtime fight. Yeah, I was watching. I think you actually even had like your own little, you know what I'm saying, you missed the Showtime himself. So, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but but my worry was I saw Ugas, you know what I'm saying? I saw Ugas have him a little dazed. You, you remember it when his mouthpiece fell out and whatnot. He had like that opportunity at the very end of the round to, to, to put him out. And still didn't drop him. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. But for some reason, I, like I was telling him, I was telling Wu, he, he's a, another another fight you know, fight fan and whatnot. I was like, maybe he just like had him confused and whatnot. And Ugas didn't even know that, you know, the end of the round was, was, was happening or it wasn't happening. I don't know what happened there. But my worry is that if Terrence Crawford has him like that, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So I think it's going to be wait, a good fight. Wait, you got you to gotta remember when that happened, if, if, you, if you're talking about the fight against Ugas and Dallas, his mouthpiece fell out and mm -hmm. Ugas got two punches off once his mouthpiece fell out because mm -hmm. Earl went to look. And that's when he was dazed. Yeah. That's when he was dazed. And he still did he still, he still didn't knock him out. And after that, the fight was stopped two rounds after that. Yeah, yeah, well, it was, it was. Yeah, I know. Earl, Earl, Earl got, he, yeah, he got, he got right on, he got right on. And, and but like my worry, my worry was in that fight too. Ugas, he, he didn't, he didn't have any defense in my opinion at all. Word, then, word. Now, but and, now, and, but now, and Bud is on a whole nother level. A whole nother level, on a whole nother level, and he may. I wouldn't say he he punches as hard, but it's a, punch placement is also another thing too, right? He knows he knows how to place mm -hmm. punches, so. I don't know, man. Yeah, say, so look, who who is back? He he was watching his film before. If the anyone show wants to know who I'm going with, I'm going with whoever <laughs> anyone tells me I'm going with. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about boxing. So whoever y'all tell me I should pick is who I'm going to pick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm hey, a well, fan. I, I, hey, you, you you smart enough to mm -hmm. to do your homework and start watching boxing for mm -hmm. about five or six months. You know what I'm saying? You you a sport head. You'll get it. You'll get into it. Okay, yes, I'm gonna will. try. I'm gonna dedicate yeah, the next five or six it. months. Stop telling me who to pick, JP. JP's <laughs> telling me to pick Bud. The chat's telling me to pick, pick Spence. Bud. I'm very confused. Bud's a killer, man. He he's a killer. You can't That's go wrong either way. All right, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Spence. I'm going with the majority. Who who you got? <laughs> I'm going with uh Bud. I'm, I'm going, going with Bud. Bud too. You're going with Bud. All day. Look at Ashley <laughs> flip flopping. Uh, no, but like even just like cause I'm not I'm a more I'm I'm a bigger MMA fan than I am uh boxing. But mm -hmm. like I love just the sport of fighting. Yeah. And like the biggest difference I see with Bud is like he could be at a distance and mm -hmm. swing and still control power. Right. Yeah. Like I'm watching some of his highlights right now and he's at least a foot or two away. Yeah. But it's he just his accuracy is so on point. Yeah. And, has, I, and, and it's reach. one of those things where it's like he has wiry strength. Yeah. Where it's like knockout power, but he doesn't look like he might have knockout power. So I'm going with Bud on this one. Yeah. Nothing against Arrow. Yeah. Stack, who do you think has more to prove in this fight? Um, They both. I mean, they're both the best. This is this is Hearns, you know. I mean, this is Hagler uh, Hearns. This is Sugar Ray Leonard. This is, this is that era. Yeah. This is one of those fights, you know, one of those fights we'll never see again. Yeah. Um, they both at the top. I think they both have uh, a lot at stake. But the good thing about it, we guaranteed to see two fights. So let's get it on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was actually just what I was getting ready to ask. Is there, like, and there are no clauses for, like, no rematch, right? Is there a rematch clause in this? Is get we guarantee to love fights. that. I love that. I love when they put that in the in the contract. All right, Guaranteed. so that's good. That's good. Hey, we'll we'll see. Do you have you have somebody? If you had to place a bet today, do you have somebody who you you placed a bet on? No, you said it's fifty fifty, but who you got Me? right now? Yeah. I'm going with Earl. I'm okay. going with Earl all okay. day long. I'm no, going no, with Earl no too. Question about ah, it. nah. That's no question about it. <laughs> no question about it. Okay, okay. Well, listen. I'm going with the big fish. Definitely, I'm staying home. I'm loyal. Okay, there you go right there. There you go. No, that's it's only right. It's only right. I, I just wanted to let you know. I have a report here that says Crawford and Spence will each earn eight figures guaranteed for the Showtime pay per view fight, mm -hmm. and there's a bi-directional rematch clause that the loser can trigger within thirty days. 
Wow. And they will. Whoever loses definitely yeah, will. They will. Of course, yeah, they definitely will. Yeah. Yeah, they'll probably say that in their post fight interview. <laughs> that's incredible. You Two know? eight yeah. figures. That's eight beautiful. Figure I'm glad days, they both bro. Eight. <laughs> yeah. All right, now well, another that's question crazy. before we move on. But uh do you think this goes to decision or somebody's getting knocked out? Somebody's getting knocked out. Yeah, no yeah. Ooh. That's that's what I think. Yeah. So I, that's I, fine. I, I'm honestly thinking this this not That's how they fight, bro. That's how they both fight. Yeah. Errol is, is pushing, and Bud wants you to push because he's the, mm -hmm. one of the best counterpunches exactly. you've ever seen. Yeah. So they somebody going out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know in MMA, what do they say? They say styles, you know, styles make fights. Yeah, styles this make is, fights. Yeah, this is really like a like two different styles coming together, and we are gonna really see what's up. So I'm excited, man. July 29th, a month from today. Let's see it. Let's see it. Now there's another mega fight that's supposedly gonna happen in September. I think the date might be September 16th. But that is Canelo Alvarez and Jamal Charlo. Now, Jamal Charlo, he is the current middleweight champ, right? And Canelo is the current super middleweight champ. Now, Jamal, uh, Jamal is going to be going up to what it, I believe it's 168 to fight Canelo, if I'm not mistaken. And he hasn't fought in two years. Now, he defended his belt against um, it was a Juan Montiel. And of course, you know, yeah. I, I had to go back and watch my film in that fight too. And and he looked good. He looked good, of course, but Montiel did not hit the canvas. I mean, it was a it was a fight that I'd say Jamal, you know, definitely dominated, but he just couldn't get the knockout. That one went to decision. Um, Stack, what are your thoughts here? Can what, what can Jamal Charlo do, you know, after not fighting for two years in this fight against Canelo, an all-time great? Yeah, I was in I was at, at that fight in Houston. Yeah. Um, and it, it it was a tough one. He was going through a lot at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he talked about it. He talked about it on the podcast. He talked yeah. about it in other places. But um, I think uh, for Canelo, it's it's a smart move for Canelo to fight him. Mm -hmm. uh, with yeah, with right. Benavidez calling him out. You know, Benavidez has been calling Canelo out for almost three years now, right. and Canelo don't want to fight him. But you choose to fight Charlo at a time where he'd been two two years off two years off from fight from being in the ring. So Very that's smart on the Charlo side. I don't think it's smart. From on the Charlo side, and then again, I haven't seen the date. You know, I've seen a lot of people say it, but I haven't seen the date. Normally, yeah, when these either. fights are locked in, you have a date. Nobody's giving us a date yet, so mm -hmm. I don't even know if this fight gonna happen. Right, right. Yeah, like I said, I've been seeing September. To your point, I haven't really seen a date yet. But but if it does happen, if it does happen, does do you feel Charlo has a chance? I mean, we talking about. I'd say Charlo's strengths, he has he has power, right? He has, you know, he he's kind of like a like a Earl Spence. He just has that dog in him. He's not afraid to fight inside. He's gonna try and keep the ring as small as possible, right? He's gonna try and keep his, you know, keep his opponent in front of him. We're talking about Canelo Alvarez. Like you said, I think this was just, you know, it's very intentional on his end. It was smart for him to 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 maybe, you know, throw him on because you know, he fight he he signed a three fight deal, I believe, with WBC, and he's planning on this to being PBC. His, Excuse me. Oh, it's PBC. Excuse me. Yeah, PBC. Yeah. And this is gonna be his first fight. So, um, yeah. What? What? Are, what is? What are Jamal's? What are Jamal's chances here? What? What should be his game plan if this fight does take place? You know, um, I did, I had him on my show, uh, Fight Times, and I had a, a chance to spend the time, some a lot of time with him. He's been training. He's in good spirits. But being out the ring two years is a different thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, that's just like playing. That's like been out, been away from basketball two years. It's gonna take you a, a month or two just to get the, the rust off and get your timing back to playing basketball to be able to compete mm -hmm. on a high level. I think he should. I think he should take a fight. I should take a fight first before he fight Canelo. You know, I'm not in this camp. That's just too. like a little brother of mine. You know, I haven't talked to him in a, in a couple of weeks, but um, I don't. I don't know. I, I just don't think he should take this fight. Canelo's in another space here. Uh, um, Ma have to go up and wait. 
to take to, to to take this fight. And mm -hmm. uh, Canelo is a hard puncher, man. I, I just wish he would take a fight, you know, considering everything he's been through in the last two years, and now he's got his mind right. He's back to being happy and ready to box again. Um, I think he should take a fight before he fight uh, Canelo because that's a that's another level of the game. I agree. I agree. I mean, it, it is June. Not saying, not saying he can't do it. You know, that's my boy. Yeah, of I course, in of course. Him. But, but, but I think a tune-up fight before that would, 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 would serve him better. Yeah, we were, you know, me and JP, he's, our, he's one of our other producers. We were talking before the show, and we were just like, I feel like he would just have to be, you know, foot on the gas, just out punch him, really, really with like the Floyd Mayweather, you know, game plan. It, it would, he would have to fight a fight almost similar to how, you know, how Floyd uh, defeated Canelo. It, it's going to be a challenge. It's definitely going to be a well, challenge. Well, I have a question for you. What's Another up? fight, potential fight. Mm -hmm. um, who would win, me or Corey? <laughs> Is weapons involved? <laughs> no, no, no. She's going to have to have a strap. She's going to have to have right. a strap. Hold on. Is what, this, please? Is this, I don't need a strap to yeah. whoop you. Is Get out of here. Boot versus boot? Hey, yeah. Corey. Hey, hey, Corey. She, she think you a chump. Yeah, why she trying to ask you? That's why I had to ask weapons. No weapons, straight hands. Mano y mano. Who wins? I got to give Corey just on weight and size. Weight or size? Yeah. She about to make me tap into hey. like a, a post-football career. Tall people, hey. tall people get knocked out every day, B. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you were saying she got that wiry strength. I put all my money on you as Clarissa Shields. Oh, oh, oh that's crazy. So nobody thinks I could whoop Corey? Come on now. Yo, I, yo, if you sneak up on him and choke him out, I think you got a chance. And if hey, in the comments disrespect don't let me, that's this crazy. fool you, I, thought, I, thought, I can I get scrappy. Huh? Don't let this fool you, I can get scrappy. I all I got to do is grab them wrists, have that wrist control, there ain't nothing she could do. You don't think I could have, I'm not going to say it, but you don't think I've ever had my wrist held down? I don't even know why I'm explaining Oh my God. Well, I actually just missed what she said. What's happening to this fight? You, what did you just say? Said, you don't going think I've ever had my wrist pinned down? I can get oh out of a wrist hold. Hey man, that's hey man, that's just, I've had practice. That's hey, this fight just went. Hey, but we, left. We, we we missing one fight though. We What's got a that? fight coming this week. Uh, next weekend, the Boogeyman, Boots Ennis. Oh, he you is know, fighting next weekend. That, yeah, he he's in Atlantic City, and that's gonna be my first fight, y'all. Yeah, that ringside call on the prelims, so I'm excited about. Oh, it. oh man. congrats! Oh, that's tough. Yeah, well, you know me. Thanks. You know I'm gonna be locked in. Who, who, who uh, Boots got? Who Boots got? I like Boots. Uh, he's he's tough. He's 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 really fighting somebody just in the way. It's just another yeah. fight because just he's just... supposed to take the winner out of Boots and uh, I mean out of uh, Arrow and uh, Bud. He's supposed to be the next guy to fight those guys. Scotty uh, Thurman is running from uh, Boots in it. Yeah. Boots been trying to take that fight. So I, I guess uh, this is just a, uh, a fight that he need to take where he can knock this guy out. But yeah. every fight that he's been taking until he get that big fight has been tough guys mm -hmm. where he can at least get some, get a good, a good uh, night of fighting in and it won't be no easy fight for him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I like Boots. And you know what? That's funny that you brought him up because if, if and of course, you know, I'm leaning towards Terrence Crawford, but I think Boots and, and, and Errol Spence would be a nice matchup. That'd be just a, a nice fight to see. That'd be a good fight to yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. And well, you know, while we're on the, the topic of boxing, too, I think it was a couple weeks ago, right? We saw, uh, we saw Shakur Stevenson at, at, when he was at a club sent over, sent over a bottle to Devin Haney, right? Like, what, what's your mm -hmm. thoughts on all like, those guys in that, weight in that weight division, that weight range, right? I'm talking about Devin Haney. I'm talking about Shakur Stevenson. I'm even talking about Javante Davis. When are all of these mm -hmm. guys going to fight each other? Well, I mean, you know, Tank. You know, I'm I'm Team Tank over here. Tank definitely wants to fight uh, Devin Haney. His team has said that they want to fight him next. Yeah. But uh, you know, you know, Tank had a little situation, but he'll be mm -hmm. home mm -hmm. soon. Minus setback, major comeback. Yeah, of course. But uh, 
Uh, Devin Haney Shakur would be a great fight. I mean, that's the next biggest fight unless mm -hmm. unless Shakur Haney is fighting Tank. You know, Tank is 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 the is the cash cow. Absolutely. You know, he the one selling out arenas, mm -hmm. but Shakur knows something there, mm -hmm. right? See how confident he is. He knows something exactly. uh, when they spar. Like he feels confident, he can go in there and get and get Devin Haney out of there. Yeah. So he he he's really looking at the chops to fight him. That's why he's calling them out, sending them bottles at the club and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, when you look at those three guys. Devin Haney's the bigger fighter, right? Mm -hmm. He has a jab, you know. He's 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 very, he's a smart kid, right. and he and he fights behind his jab. Not too much power. Mm -hmm. Shakur Shakur is the polished fighter. He got defense, like he like Floyd. He's swift, he is polished. got good timing with his punches. His defense, he's definitely hard to hit. Mm -hmm. He's the hardest one to hit out of all three of them. Yep. Yeah, then you go into the cash cow, the baby gorilla, Tank. Mm -hmm. Tank to land people out. He's the one with the power. Yep. So. All those guys are exciting in that weight class, uh, but I, when they, but I think they're gonna start fighting each other soon. I cannot wait till they start fighting each other. I agree, I but I, I didn't like the way Haney looked in his last fight Loma, against Lomachenko. It was rough. He lost. Yeah. He lost that fight. Really? Man. That's how you feel? I don't think that's he, how I, I felt. I didn't want to say nothing. That that's how yeah. I felt. I, um, so just so, so just imagine news. if Tank hit him with them left hands. Right, right. That, like well, that's Lomachenko how I, that's how him. I feel. That's that's what I learned in the Lomachenko fight. I learned that when Haney and like to your point, right? I think you said you said Shakur Stevenson saw something, see something in David Haney. He knows from this, all the sparring sessions he had, but I really think he saw something in that Lomachenko fight that said, you know what? No, I, I, I think can I get got him. this guy. No, yeah, I, I can get him. I can get him. So I'm glad you know, that agree with me, man. I thought that, that was an L. Yeah, we'll see. What I was thinking, what I was thinking initially was going to happen was like right after the Ryan Garcia fight, I thought we was going to learn that Tank and Shakur were going to fight immediately. But when mm -hmm. I saw how Devin Haney fought against Lomachenko in that fight, I'm like, well, now he he might have to fight he might have to fight Shakur Stevenson before mm -hmm. he fights Tank. So I mean, we'll Man, see. We'll the, see. The the way Tank knocked out Ryan, yeah. that changed a lot of people's minds who was at that fight. Right, right. It sure did. <laughs> it sure did. Cause That's they crazy. have it quick. Cause they have it quick. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like we talked. Was that round seven? That that yeah, fight I think was, it was seven over? or six. Yeah, two round, knockdowns. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah, when he knocked him down, I think that was in the third. I think it was in the second or third. Yeah, yeah. The first knockdown. I forgot about that one. Yeah. That's when everybody was like, "All right, yeah, Tank for real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tank for real." Mm-hmm. But um, all right. I think Ashley's ready for some some. I'm um, breaking NBA news talk. though. Three hours ago, the GOAT has landed in Miami. Paul George? Oh my God. <laughs> Not Paul George. Messi, Messi is finally oh, in Messi, the 305. Messi. He landed about three hours ago, obviously via private jet, because only the best for the GOAT. Um, Messi in Miami, the era has officially begun. Oh we are God. here. Why does people. that feel like it's going to be a go tag? Messi in Miami. It probably is. Right? That do roll off the tongue. Messy and Miami. Yeah. You, hey, hey, you know, you know, you know, we ain't moved by that. The brothers ain't really moved by that. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Messi is the yeah. goat. I'm so excited to actually. Nah, he, he might be the goat, but you know that ain't moving the brother. <laughs> <laughs> my Jordan was coming on the show. I've really yeah, right? been, I've really been excited though. I've never gotten Ooh. to see him play like outside of watching him on TV, because mm -hmm. obviously I have never, you know, I actually have never been to Europe mm -hmm. yet, it's on my list, but I've never been able to see wow, him play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, You've that almost went to Europe? Never, I've never been head. to, oh my God, has everyone here been to Europe <laughs> but me? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes. I, I, my I son have. just invited me to Iceland. Oh, that's wow. tough. You get cold in Iceland. Meanwhile, we got cold. local yeah, Ashley over here. I, I'm not, Wow, that's mean. Um, <laughs> no, I've never been to Europe. I want, I was obviously, I'm half Italian. That's what I'm That's why it's so Ashley. No. Yeah. Around the way, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. Around, uh, around the way. I've been to Little Italy. Little Italy. Oh, <laughs> oh, I've been to Chinatown. 
Uh, I've been to Koreatown. I've been to all those places. Where's like your first, where's the first spot in Italy you want to go to? Oh, definitely Sicily. That's where my yeah. family is from. So okay. I would love so to So you go mean to, to tell me B. Marshall was taking these pictures out there and didn't invite y'all? Wow. Don't get me started, yeah, yeah, Stack. Yeah, That's a different conversation. That. <laughs> wow. We're trying to have a good show. We're trying to have a good show, not a right. messy show, but don't get me started. Uh, get it messy in Miami. Talk about B. The hashtag messy in Miami, you feel no, me? No, for real, no. Go ahead. That's too crazy. But we got Corey. All right, so yeah, we're going to talk uh, the NBA. Yesterday, the NBA and the MBPA complete and signed their new collective bargaining agreement. So what we got is a few details from that. It was like a 676-page document. Oh, a lot of pages. Or, yeah, it was, it was a lot of pages. So what we did was took five, you know, Take five, him. yeah. Oh, my God. Taken. <laughs> We've taken. I feel like I, I messed it up the the reverse way before whatever um we 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 took several details out of the new deal and we're going to start with the first one kind of go one by one so how about this stack teams will now be able to play in a game on the same day as they traveled two time zones it was previously kept at one time zone what you know what are they doing here for the players i mean of course this is something that the players had to agree on but do you think this is something that they'll be too high on Nah, because it's been done before. It's been times oh, uh, where planes or weather, you couldn't travel. You had to leave that morning and play the same day. So they've seen it's been done before. Okay. So that's why that's why it was so easy for them to agree to that. I see. That makes sense. That makes sense. And it, won't, and it won't happen often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I, yeah, we'd hope that the NBA would, would try to avoid that as much as often. So that's, that's, a, that's a fair point there. Um, another one was we got here. Players are allowed now to hold passive non-controlling interest in sports betting or fantasy companies, but are limited to less than 1%. They can also endorse those same like sports betting and fantasy companies. Ashley, what you, what you think about that? Isn't that a pretty cool opportunity now for the about to athletes? get messy in Miami. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Man, this just makes the NFL look bad. To me, it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting, but I also think it's going to be borderline problematic. Yeah. Um, especially when it starts working in favor of the athlete, it's only a, it's only time before the NBA is like, mm, I, don't, <laughs> mm, I don't like how this is. I don't like yeah. how this is looking. Also, there there was another part that active players can have stake in other teams as long as it's not their team. So, like hypothetically speaking, you could play for the Lakers and have a stake in the Clippers, which is very problematic. That, that is but what weird. happens if you get um, traded? To that team. Well, that's my question. Oh, right. Like, does that's that, if point. you are able to have stake in other teams as an active player, as long as it's not your team, mm -hmm. doesn't that affect like the trade market, does, free right? agency? Like, what stops you from being traded to a team you have ownership in? And do I now have to give up my ownership? There's just a lot of things in there. Um, I, I feel like this is, this is a little, it's a little, mm, I don't know. I'm not trying to stop no money from flowing in somebody's pocket, mm -hmm. but this seems a little. I don't know what CJ was thinking when he came up with this one. The, <laughs> all right, you're you're a player stack. Are you taking advantage of uh, these new opportunities that the NBA will be allowing you for? Man, this is all oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they should not be doing that, bro. Yeah. They should not be doing that. You should. It, it should never be a time where you playing for another team and you can worry about making money with another team. Right. Yeah. Huh? That's yeah, yeah, that don't make sense. That don't make sense. It doesn't. Like, like that, that that goes back to the whole stuff, you know, back when um, they caught those college players making deals with people and 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 um, tanking games, missing mm. shots on purpose. Like all all this shit can come into play. Right. With let with, with letting guys like it, it, it's just too much. Players should be should never be able to bet on games, make money off other teams. They should be focused on 
the money they make from the team that they work for and winning games. This, that's too much to worry about. Half these players now can't even chew gum and tie their shoes at the same time, <laughs> let alone being able to gamble, play on, on a play on one team, and even half on don't even want to play. Yeah. Most of them want to just get the money and sit on the sideline. You know, they sit sitting off twenty games like this. It, they, it's too much shit in the game now. It's not yeah. about about. It's not about basketball, and it's ruining the competition. It's just it's just, it's just too much other stuff instead of just comp competing and playing basketball. I hate it, bro. I hate it. Yeah. No, I agree. Also, I, agree. I mean, one they making enough money. One percent ownership. I know some people are like one percent. That's it. One percent of like a billion is a lot. Like yeah, think about it this mil. way. I put it. Yeah. I'll put this into perspective. Flowrider had a one percent stake in Celsius mm -hmm. before Celsius went public. Yep. He was an early investor. One percent stake in Celsius. When they went public, he made what was it like three hundred million dollars? Oh, something I thought like it was that. Sheesh. What was it? I thought it was ninety million. Ninety, a hundred million dollars. I mean, that's still a lot. So think about it this way: you have a one percent stake in a sports book. Right, eighty-two point six. Eighty-two point six is what he made. So let's round it to ninety. It's a good flip. So, if you have a one percent stake in a sports book, think about it from an, in terms of an investment. The more money that sports book makes, the larger it grows, the bigger the return on the investment. So one percent of a billion is a lot of cash. Mm. So what would stop? Not saying all players would do this, but what would stop players from making sure that their sports book is the most profitable? How are you the most profitable? Is when you are able to not have to pay out a lot of bets, right? So you get a lot of bets in, and how I believe it works is the most profitable sports books are the ones that get a lot of people placing bets, but they don't have to give a lot of that money back because people aren't winning. It's like a casino. Mm -hmm. Casinos make money. House wins. The house mm -hmm. wins. The house always wins. Yeah, right, right, so right, right, right. if you are making sure the house always wins, that increases the profitability of the sports book that you have an investment in, which ultimately then increases your investment because that's going to be your return. It mm. could get a little messy, especially when we're talking about players who down. aren't making Donovan Mitchell money, mm -hmm. who aren't making LeBron James money. Mm -hmm. What if you're a guy, you know, the eighth man on the bench on his cell phone making bets. But yeah, like what if you're not making that much <laughs> money? What if you're a player who's only, and I put this in quotes, only making a couple million dollars and you mm -hmm. really don't know where your next team is going to be? Right, right, right. You're, you're a journeyman. What if you're making, like, how does that stop you from throwing games? How does that stop Preach. referees from throwing games? How does that stop Preach. you in cahoots with referees from throwing games? And we've seen it games? all, Ashley. We've seen it all before. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. All of this endorsement around sports betting—it's what they're—they're tr they're trying to protect the integrity of the game, but it's—it's it's gonna hurt it. It's gonna hurt it. And it's it, ruining gonna, it. Yeah, we're we're gonna see it ruin it in the NFL and in the NBA. And I have a theory too with with uh, another detail that we have coming up here. I'll, I'll save it for that. But yeah, sports betting—I I don't know, man. It, it's it's yeah. It's I'd say it's taking a hold on a lot. But um, next detail: players must be on the floor for 20 minutes in at least 65 games to be eligible for honors, including NBA. MVP and all NBA teams. What are your thoughts on this stat? Love it. I, oh man, I think it should be more. Yeah, sixty-five. It should be more. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, it Jesus. Be like Seventy-five, <laughs> no, for man. For real. For real. The elite of the elite. For real. Know? Yeah, it's about I come some. from. I come from an era we took pride in playing eighty-two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We we tried our our best to play eighty-two games, and it wasn't. And we wasn't even close. We wasn't even nominated for none of those awards. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to play eighty-two games, five. You know, just a, a, to pat ourselves on the back. So. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad they putting something in there because a lot of these guys, you know, they're making a lot of money and they need they need to earn it. A lot of these guys are sitting on the side and I ain't hating on their pockets, right. but I want to see y'all play. You know exactly. what I'm saying? We, there's a lot of guys 
that played the game in different eras, you know what I'm saying, to, for them to be able to get the money they get in the day. A lot of guys, you know, played with bad shoes, didn't have trainers. Then you got guys, you know, that that, that came in that was fighting to play 82, yeah. some of the stars in the game that was playing 82. So just appreciate that and appreciate where the game has grown, but also appreciate the game the same way the guys did before you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Ashley, you have anything to add there? No, I love it. I mean, yeah. I'm tired of – seeing you know guys be eligible for all nba teams and they only played half a season yeah yeah like okay <laughs> then it becomes a popular popularity vote at that i point. wish i could have graduated college only going half a year like it's not yeah, it's right. not how it works you know what <laughs> i mean like you, you can't you can't just like clock in clock out when you want to and i think load management has become a little bit insane um i think that in its core there's benefits to it, especially when you're on a team that maybe relies heavily on one player. But I feel like it's become just egregiously used. Like you have a paper cut. Oh, he's not going to play today's game. Like it's like, come on. It's, mm -hmm. it's being overused. And I think that's where it becomes problematic. And it's unfortunate. You know, I think back to what Kobe Bryant said, rest in peace, Kobe Bean Bryant. And they asked, and when Vanessa was speaking at his memorial service, and we've heard Kobe say this before, but she reiterated it, and she said that, you know, Kobe would tell her, you know, when she asked him, you know, why are you playing in today's game? Like, you're hurt. Like, he would have, he'd be iced up all over mm -hmm. his body on the sidelines. And he would say, you know, I'm thinking about all the kids who saved up their money to come see me yep. play. I can't let mm -hmm. them down. You know, that mm -hmm. this may be the only opportunity they have to see me play. And they saved all year for this ticket who would I be to not play because of a sore knee mm -hmm. or because, you know, my back doesn't yeah. feel right today. And I think that that dedication has been lost a little bit because load management has made it acceptable for players at the slightest inconvenience to say, oh, I'm not playing. And I'm not saying if you're actually, if you're majorly injured, you should play. I'm not saying that because that causes other issues, but we have guys who aren't playing for sore backs. Everybody's yeah. back is sore. Yeah. And when you hit yeah, 30, your back is sore every single day. Every, every like, you wake up. You wake up and your back is <laughs> you sore. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's gets a little, it gets a little frustrating to see the quality of the game deteriorate because of low management. And on top of that, you'll have some games where they're like marquee games and it's the Lakers versus the 76ers and it's the B squads playing each other. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to watch that. Yeah. I've been Nobody. a victim of that, that actually. That's I've why gone Kobe's to a, a champion, game. though. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's different. Like that that whole vibe, like that's why people cry when they win championships, right? Mm -hmm. That's why people hold that trophy up and cry and shed real tears because you can sit there and say, the pain was worth it. Mm -hmm. I know how I felt. People mm -hmm. don't understand the, the fingers, the broken fingers, popping them back, the knees, all that. Like I went through all that for my goal and I reached it. I achieved it. Yeah. People, a lot of people don't understand and I wouldn't go through that. You know what I mean? And then that's why people cry because it's worth it. You yeah. know what I mean? To, to, to be the champion, it's worth, it's worth, it's worth it playing hurt. It's worth, worth it playing with a, with a sore ankle, you know, not wanting to play the next day, not getting no sleep, whatever you got going at home. It's worth putting that all beside and going out there and playing the game. So, you know, when you're a champion and if you experience that, and if you really want to be the best at what you do at least one time in your life, then you'll understand that. I mean, think about Jamal Murray when he won that championship yeah, that's why just a few just weeks so, ago. Perfect mm -hmm. example. How, yep, it is. How, why it was so heavy for him. I mean, this is somebody who a season ago couldn't walk. Right. I mean, they played that montage of him, and he said there were nights that he was kept up at night, zero sleep because of the pins and needles he felt in his leg and just the severe pain. And he, 
you know, at one point thought that the Denver Nuggets were going to give up on him because he was, quote, damaged goods. I mean, he fought back from a major injury mm -hmm. and as a world champion. Think of Klay Thompson, two back-to-back -back injuries. Mm -hmm. What was it, an ACL and an Achilles? Achilles, yeah. yeah. Two major injuries. Mm -hmm. And the AC, I believe the ACL, no, the Achilles happened or the ACL happened, him just practicing in the That's gym. That's what it was, yeah. It was ACL first and Achilles. Like, happened, think yeah. about coming back mm -hmm. from back-to-back -back major injuries that some people would, their, would end their career and becoming a champion. Yep. I mean, it's that dedication that makes it worth it yep. when you finally reach that finish line. And it's just unfortunate that we have seen something something like load management, which at its core was constructed to relieve your star player here and there from exhausting mm -hmm. them to become postseason, that they were healthy and ready to go, has now just become a free-for-all. And anytime you just don't want to play a game yeah. or you're on a back-to-back, -back, it's like, eh, low management, I'm cool. Let's sit here. Yeah, or and, I got and, this and, new and, fit. And sis, and sis, this was crazy, though. Two months before the, the season started, we had Murray on the show. Mm -hmm. And he was not confident at all. I'm not mm -hmm. ready. I'm playing one on one, but I'm not confident, not ready. And he come out and win the championship after two years of being off from injury. I so that. I understood those tears. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm happy they pulled it off. They they definitely deserve Hell it. Yeah. No, me too. Absolutely. Well, listen, on the note of load management, right? That leads me into this next detail. Are we talking about Kawhi? Is this a Kawhi topic? No, no, no. no. It's, the, it's the next detail. It's the next detail oh, okay. in the new CBA deal. So now, Stack, I don't know if you heard of this, but the NBA will now hold an in-season tournament. So I'll give you kind of like the breakdown of how this works. All 30... Yeah, <laughs> yeah listen, there's a whole bunch I really want to... You know, a whole bunch of layers I want to peel back focus here. Working, right? Yeah, because yeah, right. I, I honestly think there's not much really the NBA gets out of this, right? So... Um, all 30 teams will be eligible for this in-season tournament. And what they'll do is before the NBA season, they'll designate certain regular season games leading up to this in-season tournament as games that will mean, you know, that'll be meaningful to the seeding of this in-season tournament. The top eight teams in that seeding will participate in this in-season tournament. And there's, you know, there's, there's basically three rounds, including the championship. So... Those what? eight teams, yeah, yeah, those eight teams that go through, you know, like the first round, it'd be two matchups in the second round, and then the winner, you know, will be the winner. Stack. They. I don't. I. I don't. Under, I don't understand this. Like yeah. I don't. Can I, see a I can, can I get a? Can I get a, a? Another? Can I get a simplified uh, version of this, sir? Because <laughs> I'm confused. So. Where, yeah. Where did I lose you? I can. I can still. Walk you I, you lost me at the beginning. At the very beginning. Like I don't. I, could, I mean, listen to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be found. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't. I'm confused. So. Throughout the season, there are three tournaments being played, with one being the NBA Finals. Is that what? What are we? I'm confused. Well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's yeah. That's that's what it's going to end no, up. No, I so wait. no, no. So it's the in-season tournament, like I said. So it's, it's but it's three in-season tournaments technically, because no, you said one, there's three tiers. No, one. There's one. There's, there's the, the the tournament. Look, the tournament is actually they're going to designate certain games out of the regular season, uh -huh. right, as games that will count to the seating for that tournament. That one in season What's the tournament. tournament for? Is what I'm confused by. Is it the championship tournament? Well, like this, I don't. This, this is just for. This is just for. I don't know. Maybe like well, a like a like a trophy. What is this? I don't know. You tell season, the prize. In season trophy. It's for Look, kicks is, and giggles. Like what do you win? What do you win? Literally. Do you win a ring? This is half a million dollars. This is the incentive. This is the incentive. So the winners win 500k. The losing team of you know like the the the, the in season tournament championship gets 200k. The losers of the semifinal get 100K, and the losers of the quarterfinal win 50K. So if you make it into the in-season tournament, 
even if you lose, you at least get 50K. So, so, money, season, so money really is the incentive. Okay, stack. first, of all, really first of all, first of all, first of all, this is nothing. not AAU. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, this is not that. Right. This is not an invitational. This is the NBA. Yeah. Be serious. Mm -hmm. Second of all, so what's the bragging rights here? You win the tournament, but you miss the playoffs? Is that right. is that what I'm getting at? Right. Oh, yeah, we won the in-season tournament, <laughs> but one, two, three, Cancun. Yeah. I don't understand what this is for. Right. What well, is the reason? Well, well like, look, and, and what I wanted to point out, what's what's mid-season NBA champ. Because, look, we're here, and we, we're coming from the load management conversation, right? And what I'm thinking is, because, like I said, they're going to designate these games that are that count towards the seeding. Corey. So, Corey, Corey defending like, this Corey, hard. you yeah. can explain this to me a hundred different ways it no, no, doesn't no. make it any less dumb no what I'm, like, is, I'm like no but does that not devalue regular season games also for for, for teams it, it's like it's stupid it, you it devalues the whole season <laughs> it's dumb the whole season. you winning an in-season tournament yeah. a fake tournament yeah. Like it's AAU. Just to still not make the playoffs. Just mm -hmm. to not make the playoffs doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. We're playing for championships. And, We're playing what for is, rings, not what is, cash. Mm -hmm. What's fifty k to someone making and, ten million a year? My point exactly. Right. And regular season is supposed to be the time uh -huh. where your team is building chemistry, right. building, getting on the same page, becoming a band of brothers, come playing for each other, mm -hmm. learning how to be selfless, being on the string to get to the point to where, okay, bam, you may have one or two at playoff break that's in the, in the All-Star game, bam. Then your team's supposed to come back together and try to stay healthy and keep building to become a playoff team. Mm-hmm. That's what the regular season is supposed to be for. It's not supposed to be extra tournaments and all that shit. Mm -hmm. You really gonna see guys not playing because then I'm they, the, the guys <laughs> that's been in the league. I guarantee you, they are focused on the same goal that's been their goal since they right. came in the league. Right, having stand healthy all regular season mm -hmm. and 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 playing and turning up the level, try to get to the NBA championship. And you're not gonna have not too many star star guys that's gonna be thinking about, oh man, I'm getting ready for this tournament. This. <laughs> <laughs> in November. Right, 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 right. No, yeah. It's, it's on, the bro. turkey bowl. Yeah, no, I, that's honestly what it is, right? At this point. You got the turkey bowl, you got the Christmas bowl, you got the you got the Valentine's Day bowl, mm -hmm. the MLK bowl. This mm -hmm. would be good for the B roll players. The money, I mean, I, I the games. Well, so look, remember earlier I said I had a theory on how I think sports betting is actually related to this because what I think the NBA was looking to achieve was some competitive basketball at the middle of the season, right? And and what is that gonna you know uh, 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 make make people more inclined to do bet on those games because they're mean they're meaningful games, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think I, again we, we said earlier sports betting is kind of just ruin is just ruining basketball. That's my theory. I think they want to make it competitive all through, or they you know this is their their you know their their thought that this is the thought that they can make this more competitive you know what Corey? In this you know what you got a point yeah but it's still yeah. bullshit still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is man that's how they run these leagues though that's how they run these leagues i that's i how they do bro yeah, i don't get it's it. crazy it's crazy it's, it's the sports i don't game. see the reason do you I mean, like it Corey? because i mean you seem like you like it because look i'm somebody i'll be honest that and the reason why i make this point is because I, i'm actually a sports better and what that did was mm -hmm. make me watch more games. It made me watch more NBA then, games. Then it worked. And and, and 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 what it and what it especially come playoff time and NBA finals, you know those are meaningful games. You know what to expect. Those games are slightly more predictable. Those are the games you're gonna be more willing to bet on. And that's that's why I make that point because in these in season tournaments, 
people are gonna be relying on they st these teams are gonna be relying on these star players, and there might be guys like like to the points you guys have been making. Maybe at the guys at the end of the roster, maybe those teams that are the the seventh, eighth seed, they, those guys might feel the incentive to you know gain a little extra money. So they're gonna be playing hard, right? But that's the point I make. I think that's gonna be an opportunity for betters to really make a lot of money in those in-season tournaments. So that's my so theory. So the, the league is so the league is now we're not worrying about the players being in shape. But they're worrying about the betters being championship shape come playoff time. <laughs> oh, no, they're worrying about the betters. I just don't. And also, like, I think, right. I think that's the I, I, I literally think that's what in. I literally think that's what this, this whole thing was about was for about real, making right? basketball, regular season basketball, more interesting for the casuals mm -hmm. and for the sports betters because. Yep. True NBA fans don't have an issue with the NBA season. Like we, like no. Brandon yeah, always right. says, he doesn't start watching until April. That's not a real basketball fan. Yeah. Like true basketball fans are watching from the start of the season mm -hmm. to the end of the season. Yeah. You may not hit every single game. Obviously, it's impossible to watch every single game, especially when there are games that when there are nights that's like twelve games on at one time. <laughs> right. But you're watching in some capacity. Of multiple teams throughout the course of the multiple games on any given night from beginning to end. All this did was a way to bring in more viewership for people who aren't casual watchers. Yeah. And I mean, who are casual watchers and to make more incentive for people to want to bet on the games. It doesn't really, I personally don't think it adds to the quality of the game. It may add to the entertainment mm -hmm. factor of the game, mm -hmm. but it doesn't, I don't, see what this does because again we're not talking about a tournament that has playoff um ramific uh, playoff ramifications right. like we're talking about really an in-season tournament where the end goal is money for guys who are making a lot of money a lot of money <laughs> yeah. i mean fifty thousand dollars some guys pay that in fines every season That's like what I'm let's you know what I mean? Like half a million dollars, something. Draymond pays that in Draymond, fines. Every that season. might be one game for Draymond. That's one game for Draymond in fines. Yeah, like it right. doesn't. You go hard for that uh, half a million in one game, tear your leg up, your team don't have a chance to win the championship. Was it worth it? Right. Mm. See, that's a crazy perspective there, right? Like, yeah, yeah come on, man. It, does, it doesn't really help anything. And what good is winning that AAU tournament if you go home? <laughs> Yeah. In the postseason, one, yeah. two, three, can't. One, two, three, can't come. <laughs> one, two, three, it's like, yeah, I'll take my check. I'm, I'm heading to Tulum. <laughs> I'll take it in pesos. <laughs> no, Not a good idea. Man. All right, listen. Last detail we have um, from the the new CBA deal: NBA removes cannabis from its prohibited substance list. Is it about time, Stack? Finally. I thought they did this already. No, they did. Uh, I mean, it's it's been off the list for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was we, on the we, list. We, we, hey, but see, but see, that's that's the thing, though, right? So, you had me and a lot of guys that I was that I'm cool with. We did it for the right reasons. That's mm -hmm. why we never got caught. You know, we never we we was in a drug program a lot of times, but we never got suspended. We never miss, missed games because we did it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of guys was getting caught with it in the car and mm -hmm. all that type of stuff. Like we never. So I think it's to the point where they understand where. Nice legal everywhere, mm. and it's it, it's healthier for guys to do after games to come down instead of shoving all these pills and exactly. all these man-made medicines in their mouth that people really don't want to take anyway, and and it's helping them because you know there's a lot of guys that played that was on all these medicines to play, then when they stopped playing, you know they couldn't afford all these medicines now, leaving these people just just to die, mm -hmm. right? So so it's it's safer for them to not test for cannabis when guys are going to smoke it anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's safer for guys, you know, it helps guys come down after games and also help guys recover to be able to play. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I agree. I'm somebody who doesn't 
I think I'm somebody who likes to take the natural approach with medicine and healing. You know, you can do a lot with food. You can do a lot with, um, you know, all types of plants and things like that. So I think that this is great, especially, you know, opioids is a major crisis in this country. So if we can avoid unnecessarily giving people opioids um, and other drugs that ultimately become addictive, and some people do develop serious addictions to it just to mass pain, even if whether they have it or not, it's just when you're accustomed to constantly taking something for something as small as a headache to as major as an injury, you know, you begin to not know how to function without it. So I think it's beneficial in that regard. And much to Sack's point, I mean, it's hard to um, restrict something that's legal in most of the country. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not break because you're not breaking any laws by doing it. Right. So it, there's really nothing that you can legally stand on to prevent people from doing it when half the country has already passed those laws. So mm-hmm. I think it's about time it's in writing. Um, I think a lot of players were doing it anyway because they did stop testing for it. It may not be officially, it may not That's have been officially banned, but they stopped testing they for it for exactly a while. Exactly. Like in the bubble, exactly. I think it started. Exactly. They stopped testing for exactly. it. So, so yeah, this was coming in because they knew there was it's nothing else to do in the bubble but get high. <laughs> it's two yeah. and it's two major players that people need to thank. You know, I mean, though your me and Matt, you know, we was the first to say we talked to. Oh, so talk about it on ESPN and do all that, but but it's two other people that that really that that the players need to thank besides me and Matt, Al Harrington. Yes. Al Harrington, yep. he went and sat down with David Stern, and he went and sat down with the commissioner now and told them the positive side of cannabis. You know why it's legal, what it does for players. You know him and his back surgeries and everything he went through, and why you know it it should be available to players. Two, Steve Kerr. When he was going through his back situation, you know, he t- he said that he took cannabis for pain and how it helped oh, him get back on the sideline. So those two guys been able to speak on it, knowing that it's it's big in our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think I thank those guys for stepping up and speaking for it because a lot of guys need it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, Stack, before we let you go, I just want to get Isn't your thoughts on KD too uh, is a big advocate oh, for it, right, yeah, Kevin yes. Durant? Yeah, yes, yeah, yep. yeah, we've yep. seen him in multiple interviews actually say that. So. Um, but yeah, Stack. Before we, you know, before we let you go, I want to ask you, you know, what your thoughts were on some of these trade moves and some potential moves in free agency and whatnot. The latest report we're hearing is that D'Angelo Russell, or rather, the Lakers are planning to re-sign D'Angelo Russell. What do you think happens here? Do you think D'Angelo Russell is a good fit, or do you see this potentially being like a sign and trade situation? Yeah, I think it'll be a sign and trade if if somebody wants him. I mean. Mm-hmm. If they sign him for a lot of money, and uh, they're definitely trying to get Kyrie over. Everybody knows they're mm-hmm. trying to land Kyrie, and if that don't happen, they'll be stuck with him. So they got to be smart on right. what kind of contract they put him in. Yeah. Um, nobody nobody really knows Kyrie's intentions right now, whether he want to go back to Dallas or if he wants to go to L.A. So that, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a sticky situation that really uh, Dallas and the Lakers are in. What's your thoughts on this situation right here, Ashley? Um, my thoughts are you just said whatnot, so there's oh, a shot. Oh, did I? Yep. Well, that was the first um, one in the show, though, so I did good. I mean, yeah, I agree. It has to be a sign and trade because he really didn't bring anything to the table that would make you keep him when you needed him the most. I mean, he kind of disappeared um, a lot in that po- in the postseason, and I just don't think that you can have two inconsistent players on your team. You already have AD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't have two of them. Right. So um, it'll be interesting where they're able to trade him to. Um, but that, that that entire Lakers team is going to look drastically different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting how different 
especially with, you know, Kyrie borderline staying in Dallas, borderline being in LA. It's, it's, it's going Bradley Beal now off the market. Uh, Porzingis now off the market. A lot of the names that I mean, we're still waiting on Damian Lillard, but we might be waiting for a while because I think he's staying that in Portland. Um, it'll be int- Chris Paul now in Golden State. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those names that were out there to potentially go to the Lakers are slowly dwindling down. The last piece I would feel like is Dame. Does Dame take that, make that move? I don't know. Yeah. What yeah. would the Lakers even give to them to right, get him? Right. Well, and, and, you know, the Lakers actually <laughs> said that they're interested in bringing in Bruce Brown. I think that actually might be a good addition for him. Of course, that's not a superstar, but we see, you know, what how, how, how high his value was on the Nuggets. So I think that would be a good move there. But one of the names you mentioned was Chris Paul. Stack, mm-hmm. I want to know what your thoughts are on Chris Paul and how that will work in Golden State. Well, I mean, you know, regardless where Chris Paul at, uh, where where he lands, he's still one of the smartest players on the court, still mm-hmm. one of the smartest players on the team. IQ is unbelievable. Um, and I think it, for him to be out there, he's going to give you something that Jordan Poole didn't give him, and that's consistency. He's mm-hmm. going to be able to run the offense. He's going to be able to get stuff and play the ball just how they need to. And and and, he, and he's going to be a, a positive person in the locker room and on that sideline. So, um it gives them a chance to also keep Draymond, which they don't have a chance without Draymond. So it makes sense. I like Chris Paul there. I like what he's going to bring, mm-hmm. and this gives him a, a great chance of uh, trying to get another, trying to get a championship. But I mean, well, I have several questions though. Is is he a starter on this team? And then another question I have too is, I, I just feel that, and this is you know, this is an opinion that a lot, like you know, a lot of other people have too. I just feel like Chris Paul is just going to slow up that offense. Do you think he can move at the pace that the Warriors move at? I, I definitely think he can. I, I, mm. I don't think uh, Phoenix plays uh, a, a, a pace style of game, Mm-mm. but I think if, if he's not a starter, then he, he's he's going to fit in great with that second group because mm. you can you can let you can uh, give Steph a, a blow, which they always do. They give Steph a blow early. Now it's Clay Wiggins time. You know mm. you can run a lot of plays for Clay, and when Wiggins can get more shots up, so I think I think it'll work. He's a professional, bro, and uh, he wants to win bad, so I, I, I think it'll work. It'll look good. Mm, yeah, we'll and it also matters what other players they bring in. Like they need to add some 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 bigger guys because they can't play that small lineup with Steph right. Clay and Chris Paul. They are gonna get killed on the defensive end. So exactly. uh, they got to find a way to bring in some bigger guys to help Wiggins out on the defensive end. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else? You got, you got anything else, Ashley? Want to add or ask ask Steph? How do you think this? I'm curious because I remember you were infamously here when Brandon Marshall said depth doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, He's going to die on that hill. Um, But it's interesting because it seemed as though the Phoenix Suns, their saving grace with the whole Bradley Beal trade was that DeAndre Ayton was going to be the monopoly piece that they could move to go ahead and add to depth, add depth to their team. Now it's come out that they're not going to move DeAndre Ayton. So all you did was take Chris Paul out of the eca- eca- uh, situation, equation, equation uh, situation, <laughs> and put Bradley Beal in there. So now once again you have a big three plus one, but no bench. What's what's going on in Phoenix? What why can't they learn from their mistakes? Uh, I don't I don't know. I um I like that look. You know I like that look. With with those four guys, but like we like we say, you have to have some other guys because it's gonna be a lot of nice with those four guys are not gonna be not gonna be rolling. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be nice where they where they just not clicking it and they not having energy. You're gonna need those four or five guys on that sideline. So 
that's going to dictate their season. Yeah, you got the big four. Yeah, you got those guys that can put up a lot of numbers. But injuries happen. All kind of things happen during the course of a season. You're going to need those guys to fill in. That's why I say these tournaments and all this stuff is nonsense because you got bigger things to focus on during the course of a season and not no tournament, especially if you if you really putting these teams together to win championships, then that's, that's what your focus should be all season was to build in that championship team. And uh, they, have, they have the core, but you're right, Ash. I don't, I don't think that team is built um, – as far as roster-wise, to be a championship team yet. And speaking of KD, last one, how do you feel about KD in Twitter spaces defending himself <laughs> to to the Twitter trolls that exist mm-hmm. in, in the Twitter space? Because yeah, they out there, especially <laughs> for him. Well, let me say this. I have a petty gene as well. <laughs> so it's a lot of times, okay, bam. So it's been times where, you know, I, I might post something, just me on feeling good, just post something positive. And it's always that one person that has to come in there and say something that has nothing to do with the post and be negative. So sometimes you just have to go on a page, <laughs> look at some of their pictures <laughs> and just come back to your page, hit reply and just explain to them that what their real life really is. <laughs> when they read their compliment and they go look at the mirror like, damn, he wasn't lying. Yeah. So, and, and so, so you ain't, you ain't really dissing them. You helping them. You helping them deal with reality. Right. No, this is really you. Uh-huh. You talking about me, but look, this is really you, right? So sometimes you got to let these people know that. So it ain't really being petty. And, you know, we got some people got time. I got time to reply. You know, some people think they can say certain things. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, he, he, he's too famous. He's not going to say anything. Nah, I got time. You so preaching to the time. choir, Stack. <laughs> you preaching to the choir because I got a you petty got time? I got a petty gene, too. If you catch me on the right day at the right time, I'm going to let you know exactly where you have me messed up. So mm-hmm. we- I definitely screw. <laughs> past some ashy responses my, my mom hates when i do it but it's like i i don't do it all the time i don't do it to everyone but if you if you, you just happen it. to slip through the cracks i'm gonna let you know where you got me messed up so uh-huh. go about my day my dog. we do we do have some breaking news before we let stat go nba mm-hmm. star kyrie irving intends to meet with the phoenix suns when the free agency period begins on june 30th that is tomorrow Stack, what? how you feeling about that situation? How's that, work? <laughs> How's that work? Huh? How's that work? Well, let me tell you why. The only reason why I don't know. I'm not even thinking about how to work, or I just know why is it why is it even happening. Right. Because Isaiah Thomas, he loves uh-huh. Kyrie. Kyrie's a free agent. Isaiah gonna entertain it. I don't know what they're gonna do and how it's gonna work. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, from? ugh. Is, is, are they trying to get rid of Booker? Yeah, like <laughs> at this at this rate, right? Because there can't be enough room for for Aiden, Ky- Kyrie. Kyrie, Bill, Booker, and KD. No, no chance. I don't like that lineup without Aiden. No, you can't put put, put in Kyrie and take Aiden out. That's, That's not a saying. good lineup. That's not a winning lineup. You got AD and Joke all of them. You need Aiden. So, right. um, uh, huh? That's what I'm saying. Somebody has to go in order to acquire. Ivory, where, Kyrie my Irving. better question is, where's the money coming from? That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. they gonna rob a bank? Like, <laughs> somebody gotta go. Somebody gone. Somebody yeah. gone. Where, yeah. Where's the cash and, flow and, from? And they, they already took Chris Paul right. from that equation. He's been there. Are they trying to break break that up and bring a KD Kyrie Bill look to with? Ooh, I don't know. That ooh, that's crazy. That's interesting. Yeah, I can't see. Yeah. I like it though. I like it. I like it. That'd be crazy <laughs> if they got rid of Booker. They're though. not getting rid of Devin Booker. Talk be about serious. a super team. That's I would. Super super team. I know. I'm not getting rid of Devin Booker for Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you're gonna get out of Booker. 
even late. I'm talking about. I love Kyrie, but I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I think yeah. he has a they brighter future. They don't have a point guard point. though. They really, yeah, not a traditional. That is true. One. They need one. That is true, but I mean, they also don't have an excess amount of cash, so. But is Kyrie even the type of point guard you want to bring on? Because he a combo guard. At that you can't day. have a starting five and no bench. That's how it's looking. Right. Like they're playing, they're <laughs> playing forty plus. They're playing lineup. forty plus minutes a game for eighty-two games at this rate right. because there's not going to be anybody to relieve them unless you start like going to your like local parks in Phoenix hey, and Phoenix just picking people off lying. the street. You're not lying. Me and Corey, you're ready. If, if, if yeah. you're building your team for a championship, that's not the way because the way Denver is a big team. Right. Denver's not a small team, so you, going small is not the way. to – Denver's coming. They they're going to be one of the teams that's going to be at the top, have well. a chance to win it next year too. They're going to be right back ready to go. They got a, a great core of guys. They know they rose now. They had a chance to win it together. They're going to be a smarter team, a more trusting team. You can't come against Denver with no small team. So mm -mm. that that's not a good lineup to compete. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. You know who they could compete against, though? Who? The Warriors. I just looked at their starting lineup. Six feet tall Chris Paul, 6'2 Steph Curry, and Clay and Draymond are both 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, yep. that's so, crazy. So they'll be competing for your, for yep. for your top third four? And fourth place in the West. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They competing yep. for falling short of a championship. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's right. really what. Where's your doing. defense? You need a Michael Porter, six eight, six ten kind of guy in that fourth position, right? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. That's crazy. Well, Stack man, it's been a pleasure as always having you on. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll have you on sooner than later. But yeah, man, it was a pleasure. We'll we'll holla at you later, boss. Bye, Stack. Appreciate y'all. Hopefully I'll see y'all next week. Yes, Bye. sir. Yes, sir. All right. Take it easy, man. Peace. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. You're listening to Paper Route on Faction Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 103, or you're watching us live on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, I Am Athlete. Actually, a little earlier, you know, we, we were talking boxing and whatnot. 
Charlo. That's another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Charlo and, and Canelo had came up. And Stack had brought it up, too, that, that, you know, we had our episode with Charlo. It was a great episode, too. And actually, what we're going to do, you know, uh, uh, all the way up until the end of the show is go through that episode, you know, listen to some of those clips and, and give our reactions, kind of similar to how we did the other day. So we have our first one here. Let's get into it. Everybody say Floyd, he's sneakier, he do certain things, he hits you when you ain't supposed to really be hit. But at the end of the day, like what edge do you use when you in the ring to saying like rules to fighting? Like, you feel what I'm saying? What's your edge in the ring? Um, me personally, my edge in the ring is just my, uh, like you don't want to get even hit with one of those sneaky shots. Like one of those sneaky shots could be a problem to you. So, um, but Floyd, he, he, you know, gotta be careful what I say because Floyd is a goat and he's a legend and I got a lot of respect for him, but like, I think I could take any one of those sneaky shots. I don't care what type of sneaky shot he throw at me, it, was, it, would, it wouldn't affect me at all. A lot of the guys he fought, they was affected by those little nitty pick and pack shots, but um, still to this very day, I think that I, I had the, in boxing, I had the best chance against him. So you see where I'm going though with this, right? Because I, cause I, I, I want to know, like if he was to get in the ring with him, what you feel like? I know you're gonna take yourself, but like. I could have I could have knocked Floyd out, but it would have been considered to the boxing world a lucky shot, so I would have never got the gratitude anyways. He's destined for what he is. Me and Floyd hanging out in Vegas, right? And um, we in Vegas, we hanging out uh, and Roses and you know, Rick Floyd, you know what I'm saying? This is OG. So like, so me and OG hanging out, he like, hey bro, um, which one of y'all wanna fight me? <laughs> I was like, bro. <laughs> I just like Floyd. You know? I, was just, I was just like, I kind of locked up. I, I kind of locked up. Oh, we was like, man, it was crazy, crazy, crazy. I was like, nah, man, like, I hated your weight division no more. Right. Like, I was 60 Floyd. Like, right. that was, that was, bro. Yeah. He been, he always wanted to fight Floyd, but that's why he undisputed. That's why like I love, now, but, that, but that's why I like, love that passion though, because I, huh? I, I that's why who's that, undisputed him because like one thing about him is like he always like challenges himself to like to like I want Floyd, like I want Floyd. That's what I was saying. Cause I we, seen him at that's his That's why point. we steady be like, you know, where the Canellos, where the GGGs, where where the big guys, and we the big guys, like we are the big guys. So how y'all miss each other then? Like everybody you name, how you, you know miss? What? Well, I think you had the belt, and Floyd had a belt at that's the same time. Right? Can, though, can I explain that? Can I, can I Go ahead, it get it off, because that's what I really wanted to know, really bro. break it down for Please. Him? Go ahead, break it down. Please. All right. So at, at that time and era, in 2018, just to give you really graphical points, um, I was Floyd was the, the champion. Canelo was number one. Miguel Cotto was number two. And then it was, uh, I think, I, I don't really remember who was number three. I think I know. I'm sorry. I was number three, and then number four, and then uh, and so long. But so Canelo was doing his thing, trying to make it. It might have been 20, 2018 or So I was trying my best to get to the champion. Like I didn't know nothing else, you know. And um and and of course, fighting Floyd Mayweather will put you on the map. Fighting Floyd Mayweather put you a a payday with. From that day, still pay you for right now, right. you know. Like it was, it was essence for me to get to the best of, in the division. So I, I, I stayed at 154. Um, I never, I went up from 147 to 154. That's mm -hmm. the only two weight divisions I ever Fair fought enough. at. Right. And so 
always just wanted to fight the champion, the best, the best guy. Honestly, I, I love the confidence. I really love the confidence because he says he, he wants to, you know, he, he can beat Floyd Mayweather. Canelo lost to Floyd Mayweather. Um, so, I mean, as I was saying earlier in the show, right, like I'm, I'm excited for this matchup. Um, though I'm Charlo, not. You remember the exhibition match? I'm excited only because because <laughs> Charlo has a lot to overcome in this matchup. You know what I'm saying? He has a lot to overcome, and to be able to see him do that, that'd be that'd be really cool because he is fighting an all-time great. It's always cool when you can see an all-time great get in the ring with somebody who's a good challenger. We're talking about somebody who he, he is undisputed at, at the middleweight, you know, weight class. So. I mean, I I agree, but I think this fight is five years too late. Yeah. Yeah, like that exhibition, man. I'm sorry, but Floyd looked like he had dad bod all day. Yeah. Like, he didn't even look like he did sit-ups that camp. Uh, it was just like a true exhibition. What, what exhibition were you referring to? Uh, his, uh, what was it, Tubi? Zeus? That oh, worked Zeus fight one? the other yeah, day yeah, with yeah. the Gotti brother? Well, no. Nah, well, so actually, Charlo was referring to when he, they knew, like, they were associating with each other maybe back in, like, 2016, 2017. Okay, so, yeah, so this that's was, what like, I mean. towards the end of, of, of uh, Mayweather's, like, professional career. So, so he was saying that he would have been able to beat Floyd in his prime. Not, oh. not like Floyd now. He feels that he could have been able to beat Floyd in his prime. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I love the confidence. And I know he's going, in, he's going to be going into this you know, Canelo fight, obviously, with the same confidence. Hopefully, he goes into the fight with a great game plan because I think that would be more, you know, more important than going into it with more confidence. But, um, I mean, anything's possible, yo. Yeah. He, he's a guy. He has heart. He has that dog in him. He's not afraid to, you know what I'm saying, Stay, stay, stay there in front of his opponent, even and take some punches too. So, but we are talking about Canelo. I know. You know, we are talking about. I am just glad to see these fights starting to like sync up where mm -hmm. they're at their their highest. You know, because yeah. it just makes the sport more exciting. It makes it something that like I, I think the average viewer is going to want to watch. Right. And instead of being like, oh, I'm gonna watch the main event, people are going to start investing in the skill set. If you start to see real true fights, not these one sided kind of landslide. You know, I'm trying to buff up my record to 28 and 0. KOs are like, you know, 22. But it's like, right. who are you fighting? Well, listen, you off know? this record alone, like, ask you. I'm asking, let me ask you a question. Off of this record alone, you see two fighters. Let's say you don't, you know, nothing about these fighters, but their records are 59, two and two, and then you got a guy who's, I think, is, is he 37 and 0 or 32 and 0? One of those records. I think it's 36, 36 and 0. 36 and 0 and 36 and 0. You, you tuning into that fight? Sure. <laughs> she said sure like I, I think Canelo's record is actually ridiculous everybody I like Canelo yeah like you know everybody wants to glorify those undefeated records and whatnot but yo 59 professional wins yeah that's impressive yeah and, and, and again we're talking about Canelo so like I mean he's proved he's, he's proven himself we, we one of those two losses is from Floyd you know yeah. what I'm saying so he's a great but then you know to, to have a guy on, on a fight card you know undefeated I I'm 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 excited for the fight. I just I love when someone's willing to put that zero on the line. Right, right, and I always respect. Yeah, is that what you said? Like I respect somebody who puts that zero. Yeah, on the line. absolutely. They do yeah. it every day in MMA, and I think it's it's something that like the grit that you get from that mm -hmm. is is so much more valuable. Right. You know, because I think that goes into your training. Mm -hmm. But if you're always on cloud nine, I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I get like that's how boxing has kind of existed. But mm -hmm. when you see this competition starting to grow, where UFC is starting to take over, I mean. They they even evaluated I think at twelve billion just the other day from four billion just a few years ago. Wow! So it's like you need to be able to compete on that level. And when I watch a UFC card, I feel like from top to bottom, 
everyone is trying to earn it yep. and they don't care not that they don't care they understand like taking the l isn't a good look mm -hmm. but they also understand that sometimes if you get three knockdowns in that fight and you still get the l they still look at that those three knockdowns yeah right they see your power they see the finesse the skill set mm -hmm. the way you choke someone out exactly. um and granted there's a lot more opportunity i think with um mma to, to do different things in a fight yeah, right. but with boxing i think that's where they lost us yeah. it's just these soft fights <laughs> built up no name people and then all yeah. of a sudden you got a 30 plus record right 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 right. yeah like, they, they like to glorify those records but all right so with this next clip the charlo twins discuss earl spence right and him you know them potentially fighting each other well this is um jamal charlo right because i know jamel charlo i believe is the brother that has a close relationship with earl spence but um the other brother similar weight class so let's look at that clip real quick and we'll come back when we gonna see you or Earl Spence? And, and I know that's a tough one. Can we see that? That's the same one. Isn't that the same conversation as Floyd though? It's not. You know, bro, I want it. Why you don't want it? It's not a tough. It's not. It's not a tough question, actually. Actually, let me hear bro' point of it, if you don't mind. Why, why you say no? It ain't. It. it I mean, they train together. They train together. I mean, boxing is not a team sport. It's a one man sport. I do get that. But there's some people in boxing that you kind of share those, uh, those moments with that, that you don't get everybody. Yeah, and that's just one that. of those things. That's why I said like Floyd was like the, he the OG. It's like, you don't, don't like pipe down when it comes to OG, but like somebody else or who, anybody else you want, he went and got the number one spot. You know what I'm saying? So I, I Earl, yeah. hey, and, EJ, and I we grew up together, yeah. let alone fighting them right now. And they have the same trainer. All right. Like, yeah, I not, can respect that. I wouldn't fight. I mean, I mean, me personally, honestly, yeah. to get in the ring with somebody, I don't really like that person. So what if the world? Want, what if the world want to see that though? What you know they do. And, what, and see it's it. a big payday. Uh, so let me answer that question. <laughs> yeah, let him answer that question. Do you want to hear this? So no, like, you don't so want to hear this. Honestly, I don't think money. I, I like the money gonna come, bro. The money gonna go. It's not, it's, it's the friendship, not. the the the, the what, we got, here, bro. what we got, what we got, what we got, what we got, what we got. We shouldn't have to like. I, I would fight. So then I answer the I, thing. I, I, oh, man, bro, no, no, I let you go. So true. You know, all due respect to Floyd, he did whatever he did in his career, and and the problem is when you fight in different eras, you're gonna get different fighters, you're gonna get different personalities, different trainers, different everything. The the game gonna change. Um, well, which is the Floyd? He's still doing a crazy, amazing thing. I got a lot of respect for him. I respect him. I honor him. Like I think he's a great person. You know what I'm saying? And he's a he's a great fighter. He show business intelligence but personally no matter what i got goals to to accomplish and follow as well you know i want to live on my purpose and who whoever knows what it is um you know i'm the golden goat too you know you know so what what i want to say is me and earl spence we train together uh we've done a lot we've done a lot of training together personally we sparred a lot of rounds together. We know each other pretty well. We personally talk. We talk about personal things that that's not on camera. Sure. We we got a great relationship. Y'all brothers. With, yeah, like we we feel like brothers. But um, um, the reason I I won't fight Earl Spence, straight up. But truthfully, my brother's coach, who's a savage named Ronnie Shields, 
he let me fight one of his fighters that he used to train. And when I fought him, he told me that was the the worst fight that I that he viewed me as. And so I'm kind of trying to redeem my personal self. Like I want to show my coach that I'm really that guy. But without all of that being on the table, I wouldn't fight Earl. But personally, I would fight him if the bag big and we can make a deal and we can make something go re- phenomenally crazy, I fight him. Right. So <laughs> Yeah. He said, he do, did you hear the last point he said? He said, I'll fight my brother. Wouldn't that be weird to see like, it two wouldn't, twin brothers honestly, fight each other? And I'll tell you why. I was in the room for that interview. Yeah. It was about five times that I was worried that their crew that came with them thought mm-hmm. that they were going to fight. Yeah. It's like they just, I couldn't even imagine them growing up together, man. They mm-hmm. must have been just all over each other, like punching each other, right. just chasing each other, hitting each other, and tag. And I like, like I they had like that love hate, right, that right, right, true right. brother love hate mm-hmm. that goes 100%. But what yeah. were you going to say? No, but I'm saying like, it's one thing to just get into like a little quick street fight with your brother, mm-hmm. but to get into a tw- like a ten round, like a twelve, 12 round, round match. boxing match, and with there's your money brother, on the line. Like that's weird. Like that one. You know weird who I feel see. for in that case? Who you say? Moms. Yeah, right. Because yeah, that's that's who's probably gonna be like, yo, why are my sons fighting each other? You know, but yeah. it's just I think that what I got from the Charlo twins, man, they just competitors mm-hmm. to the core. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's why they. They they're, they're so agitated around each other, mm-hmm. and um, but also love so deeply. Right, you know. Right. Who who would you got, Charlo? You know, because uh, who would Jamal I have? Char- Jamal Charlo. No, no, not. Oh, I was not against each other, but like Jamal, because they were talking about you know fighting Earl Spence. Jamal potentially fighting Earl Spence. Who would you get? In, who would you have in that fight? Uh, I probably got to go with Earl just because I know more about him. Yeah. I gotta, yeah. yeah, I was. I got to get my boxing game up this year. No, nah, that's all good. I, I think that matchup will will be a lot. You know, when Stack was on, we were talking about Earl Spence potentially uh, fighting Boots if he were to win this fight against yes. Bud Crawford. That style, that that fight will look similar to like a fight against you know Earl Spence against Boots. I think Boots and uh, and Charlo kind of have the you similar mean like style. that tight. Yeah, in yeah, boxing. Yeah. Now, now, granted, um, you know Charlo's the bigger boxer, so he he might have more power, you know, than than those guys than uh, Earl Spence, but um. I think that'd be a good fight. I think that'd yeah. be a good fight. Yeah. But um, yeah. So this next clip, I mean, to the point that uh, that you made about them having like a love hate relationship. These two twins, they kind of spent two years at odds with each other. And in this next clip, they kind of dive into you know that that time period for them uh, for the two of them. You said something offline where you were like, "Yo, that was the worst two years of my life. Y'all not together. You know, you was like separation anxiety, yeah. right?" Like, talk to me about that. Like, how was those two years, and why was it so tough? Are you real enough to speak on that? I speak on it. I'm real enough to speak on it. You shut up. You sit back. Let me listen. See if you're going to really tell the truth. Yeah, I'm going to tell the truth. The real ones know. Hey, 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 pipe down. Hey, look. All right, so look. When I say, like, it's real, like, real life, like, mirror motivation, like, if I see my brother go get uh, uh, um, Big Dooley, I want a big dooley too. I want I want that big dooley, you know what I mean? He go get a big mansion, I want a big mansion. Like, this down. But back then, when you don't have all that, when we didn't have money, when when things weren't like this, no belts on the table, it was like, uh, you got you in a position to, to fight, and um you on uh ESPN, Showtime, whatever you on. Mention my name, bro. Get you up. Yeah, he's the No, be real. We keeping it one. I was signed with Golden Boy. We, all right, you said keep it one. This, this is real life. So, 
it it almost felt like to me like I don't want you to uh don't leave. Don't 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 turn up yet. Don't turn up yet. Don't forget about me. Don't yeah, don't get don't me forget, there. Don't no. So you took off first. So you took off first. So you took off first. Okay. Nah, he took off. He took off first. Like in high school, bro, driving around and uh, uh, Michigan Galant. It don't matter. Whatever car you had, rims on it. Nice. But he like he's not even supposed to be driving. So he was having shit. Like this when nobody had cars. Nobody never repeated the office. Yeah, like 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 straight up. Hey bro. Hey bro. Cap never wore the same clothes you ever. Gotta cap him down sometimes. Like, <laughs> come on, dog. Y'all can't let every. I never I, repeated the outfit. I, 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 I bro, when I turned pro, I never repeated the outfit. Okay, look, bro is undefeated. I ne- look. Can we? I'm not undefeated. Can I finish? All right. So the separation anxiety came in when it was like I really didn't want to. I'm like, dang, bro. Like, wait on me. Wait on me. Like. I had toe surgery. I'm still trying to fight in the Olympics. Like at this time, me and Earl Spence was roommates. Like growing up through the amateurs, he was already pro. Earl was like, "Oh, you need to be a pro." Like your brother, like it was times like that where I'm like, oh, he's like, nah, tell him not to leave me," you know. But I'm, I'm giving you that exa- I'm giving you that scenario. What about when I went to 2015, the Michigan fight for the USA? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hated that. I hated by myself. See, I hated that's those. That's when the real separation anxiety came in. Well. And yours came in when I'm great. I lived in Big Bear, California, by myself. We don't, don't, we don't, we had some times. Yeah, we, all right then. So, so it's the same. It worked the same way, you know what I mean? But it'd be times where we really just like, um, dang, dog. Like, I want to see, like, I want to see my brother. Like, I want to see my brother. And I'm looking for that love from my brother. But we working out right now. Let me try to find a love somewhere else. But it, I'll go to some homies, go to my friends, you know, go to my dad, call my mom. But it would, you can call the close people to you. But it's like the the uh, the encouragement that he gave me. Nobody can give it to me. Like and I and if you go so long without it, it kind of gets you like to the point where you gotta kind of like make that, you know. And that was one of the things that like that's why I, I had to go get it. I had to go get like therapy for it. Like I wanted therapy for it. Now, I, I could be away from my brother. We don't gotta argue. Because if I'm away from him, we get mad at each other. Yeah. If we away from each other too long, that's when y'all see what y'all know I me, mean, you know. And it, it's just separation. I mean, I, a lot of people don't like to just, you know, say they have things or like something wrong with them or this. You have to go to the doctor. You have to go get yourself checked up. And that was one of the things I wanted. Put some information. That's real. That's real because you got to get to the root of that. Because y'all relationship is complex. It's interesting. It's powerful. You know, it could be beautiful at times. It could be ugly at times. And um, just seeing y'all here today, it, it, you know, we're, we're witnessing it. Yeah, he, we you good know. now. Look at him. Yeah. How how is it now? Like y'all? Nah, we good now. I think I we, think we I think it's this. Where did that energy come from? Like growing up, the energy come from truthfully just wanting to be great, bro. Like wanting to be great, wanting to really strive for like perfection, wanting to be great, and then wanting to be perfected. We twins, we look alike. We got so much that's so completely different about us, and you gotta understand that person. And I grew up at a young man to understand that I I, I understood him early. The rest of the world never really understood my brother. So I could let certain things go, 
we can go out today, he could go tripping and all of that. And then all of a sudden in the morning, I don't even need that phone call. Man, my bad, all that. I don't need that. I know what, what time it is. He's, he's different, like, but the worst of the world, will it's gonna be completely hard. It's gonna be difficult to understand that he, 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 his, he really meant good for you. You know what I'm saying? But then the energy he has in the, that has nothing to do with the upbringing. It's just about who he is and how he really carries himself. He's different. He's one of a kind. I'm one of a kind, but we're twins. You know, the dynamic between these two brothers is just so ad admirable, right? Or admirable. Correct. Yeah, person, right? admirable. Yeah, Let's admirable. not let uh, <laughs> Ashley get on us. But no, but no um, right? Like, I, I definitely think, yeah, they're, they're, they they have that unity. But I actually wanted to talk about something else, which mm -hmm. is, uh, yeah, <laughs> Ashley was saying, they don't look as identical. Oh. Yeah, I think Chad, they look like. Do they not look like identical twins? That was a comment. No, BC recently. just said they don't. BC doesn't think so either? No. So the studio is actually split. Maybe my you eyes think, are messed up. I, I think know. these dudes look exactly like, like Chet. For who I was here, yeah. like, do they not look Chet, like who Do you guys think they look like twins? They even got the same mentality. But that's what I love about it, right? Because within their, with their story, one twin was bound to blow up before the other twin, right? Like, that's just, that's just how it was going to work. But what I, uh, you know, admired about their, their story is that Jamel, Jamel was in that story, he was, he was explaining he was the twin that, you know, that, that, well, Jamal was the one that blew first, right? So Jamel mm -hmm. had to deal with that. But guess what? Like, we're talking about two guys who were able to end up eventually, you know, get, earning belts of their own. So in, in respective divisions. So this, uh, it was a great story. It's a great story um, of the, you know, between these twins. And, um, this and is definitely yeah. an episode. If you haven't watched, you should you should, you yeah, should watch. It, take some it's time, a lot take of that stuff. hour, and check it out. I think they have a beautiful story. It's very emotional, um, but just overall, like I think this is one of our most real sit downs. Yeah, it's a really great story. And what we're gonna move into now is uh, Jamal opening up about the hiatus he had been on. Right. So we just recently had the announcement of Charlo versus Canelo, but you know, as we had said earlier in the show. Jamal hasn't fought since 2021, and he kind of opens up about that hiatus and, you know, those feelings he was feeling throughout that, you know, time away from boxing. So this is it right here. Everybody go through stuff, bro. Like, I used to hear about this, like, when I wasn't going through it. I used to always hear about, like, you know, people really be going through stuff. Like, you, you know, you see something, something happen to somebody, see a wreck on the side of the road. You be like, man, like you don't want to be that, in that position. Yeah. Or but, that ain't gonna happen that to me. Happen to, yeah, that ain't gonna happen to me, but that can happen to anybody, you know what I mean? So uh, I took some time off to get myself together, like we were talking earlier about the mental health, but everybody try to blame mental health on stuff. But sometimes, it, I mean, for my situation, it's not mental health. I have no mental health issues. I have issues going on with like me actually getting my real life shit. It's like running into a wicked demon. Like everybody running into demons out here. Yeah, like we can fight them off. But he ran into one that was like, hey, hey, all right, look. So <laughs> yeah. you, you don't get it. You don't want to talk about no, that. What yeah, you I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't oh, mind. Well, elaborate a little I don't bit. Mind. If you uh, bro, we all go um, through it, bro. All right, so look. Yeah. Um. I had I had you know, high school sweetheart. I got a family. I'm doing the things right. Like I never looked at it in the wrong way, you know. I, I never felt like I was doing, I was making a mistake. You know what I mean, I'm boxing, and she going on a journey with me, and we, uh, we 
you know, for our kids and everything, you know, emotional, you know, everything is what it is. You know, I, I'm, I'm supposed to take care of my family, right? But then when I'm not able to take care of my family, then what I'm supposed to do, I, I'm going to go hunt. Like, I'm really like a little lion. I'm going to go hunt. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm hunting. So, you know, I, but in the midst of you get, if you get injured in that, you got to take your time off, heal up, and get yourself back to that. And that's what I had to do. I rebuilt myself. I'm better now. I feel better now. I'm happier now. So me and my brother's super close. We get in arguments because I like to argue with him because it makes me stronger. That's you know your relationship. No, I, I want to say this, bro. Like, I hear you, and, and you really not going there. And I want to. I just want to say to you that it's okay. You know what I'm saying? In 2011, I was like one of the first athletes to say, like, yo, I had to take three months, sit down, and I had to tap into my mental health. Um, and now every every other week, there's another athlete saying, oh, shit, I deal with depression, I deal with anxiety, I'm dealing with substance abuse issues, I'm dealing with, you know, divorce, financial challenges, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, we're talking about lions only, and I feel like us as men, especially hunters, we can't show no weakness. We can't take a step back. That's how we was trained, right? That's how Pops trained you. And we talked about this. We, we actually got in a, me, you, Pac, Shady, got in a big debate about this on the Joy Taylor episode. Like, can men show emotions and all of that? And, and what I believe, right, because everybody got their own opinion, I believe it is okay for us to say, no, nah, I need to take a beat. I need to take a year, I need to take a two years, I need to take a month, I need, I need to talk to my brother, say, cry with my brother. Um, so whatever, whatever the part of the process you're on, flow every night whatever, part, whatever part of the process, wherever you're at in the process, bro, like, I support you, bro. Um, like, I always seen y'all from afar. You know, Barclay Center, when I was playing for the Jets, y'all there, y'all always love, always respect. Vegas, all of that. This is my first time really like us really kicking it. I love y'all, bro. For real. And I love you, bro. And I'm here for you and I support you. And I can't wait for you to get back in the ring. But if it take another three months, if it take six months, that's what it is. And you don't owe nobody nothing. You don't got to apologize to nobody about nothing, bro. Like, your story is already it's made. Cool, it's like, already written. My brother, my brother, my brother um, lost his belts and got him back. That don't mean nothing to me, man. Them trophies. But what I really got is y'all. Real lions, bro. You know what I'm saying? Facts. I'm thankful that y'all actually just realized that, like, man, people go through stuff. People realize that, like, we go through stuff sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, in my heart, oh, I'm still a champ. I'm still a champ of the world. But then you hit rock bottom, so you, like, you don't never know who for you or who know about it, who, who really understand it. Sometimes it be the people closest to you that really just don't understand. Now, I really love this part of this conversation, right? Because this is when they started to really lean into mental health and whatnot. Um, oh, God, gave them a whatnot. But, um, but yeah, this is, this is part two. We're really going to kind of continue this conversation here. So let's take a look at this next clip. That's why, like, I really wanted to lean into that. It's, and my agent right here, Kenard McGuire, like, I'm sitting in a big house, bro. 17,000 square feet, dog. Everything. Do whatever I want. This man went and got me 50 million after I'd have been in trouble. Like, with, they said, he, you can't save him. And I'm sitting in with everything in Miami. And 
he come into my theater room and I got my Bible laying on my lap. And he come to me and he say, and I'm like, I'm good. My lady leaving me. And him and my longtime assistant, Kathy Lee, they fly down and he look at me, he said, bro, you, you need help. And I'm like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And they just sat there with me in the theater room, dark ass theater room for about 12 hours. The next day I was on a private plane, probably my first time on a private plane, private plane at McLean Hospital outpatient program. And Sometimes people just don't realize it, bro. Yeah. It could be people, the closest people to you, all the guys, everybody that you grew up with, bro, sometimes you just don't understand it. Bro, what I realized on campus, bro, was like, like 300 something million Americans and 100 something million is affected by some shit, living with something. It touches all of us. And I, I feel like you haven't, if I'm being honest and transparent, I feel like you haven't really let it go because we live as athletes, especially in boxing. Y'all might be harder than football players, for real. Like, because when y'all get in the ring, y'all could really die. And when you connect with a weakness, what they say is a weakness, mental health or whatever, or just I'm stressed or I'm going through a divorce or I, I just lost X amount, if we, if we do that, if I tap into that and I tell the world that, then I'm not who I am. I'm not a lion, right? So I don't feel like you feel like really like, like really like accepted it and let it go. Man, I'm just saying, I, I have, but I haven't. Because like, because I'm a champ and everybody expecting greatness. You know what I mean? And then when I'm in my, when my, when, when my back against the wall, then I'm in like my weakest, then it's like everybody expecting greatness, but I have nothing to give them. You get what I'm saying? So it make me kind of, you know, it, if you understand, you understand. You know what I mean? And it take people to go through things to understand. So I'll say this and we can move on. Go to the sensitive subject, bro, because it's like. Yeah, I I'm see you tearing up, tearing up. Like, yeah. I, like, I'm trying to hold it in because, like, it's real. Let that shit out, bro. I'm cool. I already, I already did that. <laughs> Say, I already cool. did that. No, nah, like, bro, cool. let that shit out, bro. I already did that, bro. Gosh, he wants you to tear it with him, cool. man. Fuck nah, him. he already tearing up. He crying, yeah. but like, why, why, why can't cool. I? No, uh, he can. cool. You know, you know what they say. No, 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 Jack. Let me tell you this. <laughs> let me tell you this. Everything I've been going through over the last three years, like, and that shit always let it coming out. up. It's supposed to. My chief of staff, Bonnie, she hit me one day and she said, "You know what I just learned?" She said, "I learned that you never know when a lion is crying because." They roar, yep. and that's crying, and it's also, I'm about to go hunt. So you never know. I don't talk about this really much, even like to my brother, but, but like for the fact that you really know what I'm going through, I fucking love you. Love you too, guys. You, you don't think I wanna go get, you don't think I wanna go get all these belts? But I'm, I'm okay with going through what I'm going through because my brother going to go get it. Straight up. I went and got him with that. That's why I we there. Got same, him. We from the same pride. Don't worry. He, I feel like I got him. I'm cool. I'm going to get through this and I'm going to go get him. And then it's going to feel like we got like it's, everything. It's yeah. too much. Me and you having this moment. All four of us fucking having this moment. It's going to make it sweeter. It's going to make it sweeter. 
Because you 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 not being vulnerable, you not letting the world in. Your motherfucking you talk about branding, you talk about a following. When you be vulnerable, bruh, that's the magic. Mm. That was really a great episode. Got deep there at the end, at the very very, end. Very, very sure. So you know the link is actually in the chat. Um, if you get a chance, definitely tune into the episode. But who I know you you wanted to you know add a few things. Just real simple, I just want to say shout out to anybody dealing with some mental health, mm -hmm. anybody that's got an issue going on. Just know there's someone out there that loves you and that wants to see you do better. That's yeah. all. Yep, yep. Take it from who? Take it from the Charlo twins. Ashley, it's been a great week, hasn't it? It has. It's been a great week. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us for another week of Paper Route. From myself, Corey in the Cut, a.k.a. Corey Whatnot, Wool in the West, <laughs> BC today, in the yo. Back. Manderville, the mysterious Mander legend, rather. Um, what? What are you? What are you giving me? What are you doing with your hand? Well, we don't want to say bye to the people for another three more minutes. Oh, yeah. okay. I got My fault. For you. I got some for you. I thought that we were closing this <laughs> out. <laughs> no, it's all okay. Good. Well, listen. Um, free agency starts tomorrow at six p.m. I think that was yeah, six p.m. Right, June thirtieth on Friday. Yeah. What do you think it's gonna be the first notification pop across our screen? Chris Paul traded. Please. No. <laughs> I, well, it'll probably be like a like a free agent signing, though. Don't you I think? don't think it's going to be a signing. I think It'll it's going to be information about, like, who's meeting with what team. And mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to get, like, anything monumental. You don't think we'll get anything spicy, like, right when the Like, with some of the bigger opens? names? No. Yeah. I no. think we'll see some smaller, like a Bruce Brown or something like that. But in terms of, like, where's Kyrie going to go? Damian mm -hmm. Lillard. I think they're going to make us wait a little bit for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I really want to see land in a good situation? Who's that? Fred Van Vliet. I'm a mm. big Van Van, Fred Van Fleet guy. Fred Van It's a hard Fleet. name to say. No, it's not Van Fleet, though. That's the thing. Like, I always just say Van Fleet, but it's a, it's a V in there. Fleet. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird Fred way. Fred Van Fleet? Yeah, it's like a tongue twister, no? Yeah, Fred, it is. Fred Van Fleet. He's a dog. You know, they're tying him They're tying him to the Houston Texans and whatnot. That was something, you know, I wanted to, uh, you know, bring up on the show. But, Sorry. But it's the Houston, Houston Rockets. Nobody ever wants to talk about the Houston Rockets, though. <laughs> I told, like I said earlier, like I said earlier, I, I watch all... I watch all NBA teams, right? I watch yeah. all teams in the NBA because I'm a Including the Houston, Houston Texans. Yeah. Houston Rockets. Yeah, that's yeah, what you Houston said the Rockets. first time. That's yeah. what I was... Oh, did I actually? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. How many, good, how many, made it all the how many whatnots did we get from Corey today? Three? I want to say it was He was careful. Two. No, it was three. Was it three? It was at least three. I can remember it was the one that you called out, and it was the one that I had said just, just not too long ago. No, was you the said one? one when Stack was here. That was, We're getting the counter. Don't worry. Two, two when Stack was there? It's been, it was three. I thought I did good, man. We're getting the count up. You know, I made it through the whole first hour without saying it, though. We had three today. We'll, we'll see what happens. Instead we'll of the Houston happens. Rockets, Houston Texans, whatnot. All right, well, let's see how He said took a lot when he should have said taken. That yeah. too, yes. <laughs> All right, well, let's see if I can get better next week. All right. All right Are we kind of close out now? You want to close out? Yeah, close okay. out now. Close out now. Well, we want to go ahead and thank you guys for another incredible week of Paper Route. I want to wish everybody a safe and happy 4th of July weekend. I can't believe it's the 4th of July already. Can you guys you know, believe that? I know. It's yep. weird. Years the 4th of July being on a Tuesday is also kind of corny. Can we not do that next year? Just saying. <laughs> if there's anybody I can write to to make that happen, we'll right. be willing to do that. <laughs> For myself... Corey in the cut, aka Corey Whatnot, <laughs> Woo in the West, BC in the back, the mysterious Mandra legend, JP and the whole social team holding it down for us all over the US. We'll be back next week. See ya. See you, good people. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.